for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Blap chat. What's going on? We're here. We here. What up, Glam? Yo. Glam's here (laughs) with the ill start. Is that a starter jacket? Yeah. Yeah. You, but that's the real shit. Well, yeah, it's hung up now. Everyone's looking over like we're Seattle. No, I it's love hung that. Up. Yeah, it's the Seattle Supersonics. Who would have Who would have thought that like those jackets would be like valuable now, mm-hmm. like really yeah. valuable? Yeah, Sean and I came up on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Sean having I remember having an ill like New York Knicks one. Yeah, when I was like a shorty, shorty. Starters. I had the Jets. Classic, the Jets. Yeah, it's gone now. Some yeah, somewhere in a Goodwill or somewhere like recycled, you know. Someone's vintage. got it. Yeah, someone's got it. Someone's got it, and they're enjoying it. Especially mm-hmm. with my old Musk from when I was a kid <laughs> on it. But anyway, yeah, man. Welcome, guys, to- man. Yeah, let's pour it up. We got the de, uh, Casa, Casa del, del Toro, Toro, right? The red so wine. We gotta switch it up, man. Switch it up for next. Yeah, time. we gotta switch it up next time. What do you guys time. like to drink? I've been on this red wine. I don't know about you guys. I like, I like red, red wine. wine. I love- I like, I like vodka white soda. Wine I like too. red wine, white wine. Mm-hmm. It really depends. Do you guys get sick when you drink wine? No. 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 Red depends. wine gives me hungover, though. Really? I feel hungover yeah, it makes wine. me sleepy, if anything. It yeah. depends. Like, if it's like a really, really cheap brand, then I'll get a headache. Like Casa del Toro? Um, but it's not no, bad. No, this is good. Like It's actually I've, good. Yeah, I've tasted like some from Trader Joe's. Oh, oh God. Um, two buck chuck. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it tastes good, but yeah. it's like after a couple cups, you know, you start feeling it in your head, and it's <laughs> no. like was it like uh, it was like three dollars a bottle. Yeah, literally, it's really cheap. That's yeah. very cheap. They still sell it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh it's one of the best it's like sellers. Charles, it's called <laughs> Charles Schwartz. Am I tripping? I think it's like Charles Schwartz. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like Fuck. one of those things where like if you want to just get a cheap bottle and just you go drink, to a party, that's that. I'll bring yeah. something. Yeah, nah, for ten man. bucks you bring three bottles. Yeah, yeah like, if you're doing that, just take one bottle. Yeah, yeah you know keep I mean? the others for yourself because because if you start giving friends. people a headache, then they're gonna be like, "What's up? Like, what was that? What was that you bought? What was that? Like, no." They they'll make sure that they won't tell you next time. Like, yeah, we we got the alcohol. Bring something. <laughs> just bring the hot. Yeah, dog. just bring, yeah. Just the, bring the food. Yeah, <laughs> just bring the bud. I exactly. love Trader Joe's. I actually um, Yo. I, w- I went into Trader Joe's. Me and my fiance, we we. Recently, like, started going back. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's a madhouse right oh, now. Yeah. Oh, right. It's a madhouse nonstop. Non-stop. No, stop. No, period. Oh, even, oh, period. If, before, even before the blizzard, it's always chaotic, no matter what location. Yo. Even in Cali. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. oh my God. Because it's still cheap. It's mm-hmm. cheap, and everything in there and has crack. A lot of on organic. It, I'm convinced. A lot of organic stuff, too. Crack. Yeah. Crack everything, and organic. Yeah. Organic a lot of crack. crack. They run out of a lot crack. of stuff. Yeah. Like, always. quickly. Oh, yeah. We stocked up before the blizzard. Like, yeah. How was that? It was terrible, terrible. Um, Snow, cold, blizzard, and then like there's a line to get inside. 
That's yeah, how there's bad it always is. a line. Like you can't even walk in. You have to fall. It's like a. It's like being at a, a, a concert. Yeah, a concert. <laughs> you have huge. to fall in line. You just gotta know. Like for me, I just gotta know what I I'm getting, and then that's half the battle. Because right. if yeah. you want to just look around, Browse like you don't around, have time yeah. to do that. There's too many yeah. people. It sounds like if you're going just for one thing, you might have to find another store. Right. Yeah. You might because you're gonna be in there for a half hour. Yeah. You will just to sit in line. You might have everything, but it, it takes mad yeah. long. But if you want that Silly. good old grass fed beef, hey, go to crit. Go <laughs> to Trader Joe's. I trust everything. No Skittles. No Skittles. In the cow. Yeah. Wow. Shout to Trader Joe's, man. Um, yes. If you guys are interested in um, sponsoring us and giving us a bunch of money, For sure. we'll, we'll be open to that. Yeah. yeah. True. Or some two buck chuck. Yeah. yeah. I think Blab Chat and, uh, and Trader Joe's is a good branding uh, yes. partnership. Sure. We should do Definitely. Blab Chat at the like sampler, yeah. like where they <laughs> sample people. Yeah. <laughs> like, sit That'd right there. Ill. They have then all the samples. Tamar come and just and like, yeah. help people. Yeah. We can know. interview people and shit. Yeah, like, what groceries. you getting today? Yeah. yeah, you know what I noticed <laughs> else about Trader Joe's, and then we'll be off Trader Joe's. Right. They're, they're never gonna sponsor us ever. Um, I noticed that the people that work there are really happy. Really nice. Is it? Am I bugging or is that true? I Maybe think that's in the job description. They, they pay them more nice. per hour. I know that they pay. They pay nice. pretty well. No, but they like, seem like they're genuinely happy to work right. there. No, it's because they're making more money. That's what it is. I feel they like pay, more they money. Pay pretty yeah. well. money. And I think people that are going to Trader Joe's, kind of like what you said, you pretty much know what you're looking for. And yeah. if you're right. not, then, you know, I think everything is where it needs to be. Yeah. Everybody so, has like, their thing that they go. I rarely actually see anyone asking where something is. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, if it's not there, they're just like, damn, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like shopping at a at a food market is way different than like retail. You That's know? true. It's like, all you need to know is, hey, where's your milk? Point me yeah. to your milk or your cereal yeah. versus right. like in a, you know, a, retail. a retailer, it's yeah. like a thousand different type of milks. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, or people throwing the milk on the floor, and then you got to pick it up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I used to work in in, in uh, fashion retail for a, really? a long time, and me too. It's not easy. I started. I worked. Where were you at? I worked at the Gap. I worked at Children's like Place. Like Kanye, Kanye. I worked at, at Armani Exchange. I, st- I did sales. I started from mm-hmm. being a overnight folder at the Gap at Kings at uh, Kings Plaza Mall. Yeah. Holy oh. shit! Folding clothes from 12 a.m. to 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Wow. And this is during the holiday season. I mean, I was young at the time, but that's how I got into retail. So like when that's why whenever I go shopping, I'm that guy who picks it up from the and thing, folds it looks back. at it, and, and, and I do the perfect. Exactly. It's called a quick fold. Yeah. yeah. I oh, do the shit. perfect quick fold. It, it, at least it's considerate. You right know, oh, no, like it's a real thing. No, it's a real thing. You know when you see people do it, you're you be like, thank you. Yeah, you yeah. can tell exactly. who's worked in. They'll be like, right. you worked somewhere before you. Yeah, I've worked, worked in. in like smaller, intimate designer boutiques, so yeah. it's like a more personal experience. And mm-hmm. things were already set, like mm-hmm. things were hung up, things were already you know folded neatly, mm-hmm. so it wasn't much folding to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have like your little brat girls come mm-hmm. and like try shit on and like leave stuff. leave silk pieces like on the floor inside out. Like, wow. Oh, thank you. And it's like, come on, like yeah. that's important. Well, like, I'm the only person the at this table yeah. that's never done uh, fashion retail. Yeah. 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 Wow. I yeah. had a good experience actually. Like working at the boutique kind of um, helped me transition quicker into the music yeah. like that's oh, where I met Angela Yee she was one of my oh, clients then shit. and like Angie Martinez so oh, wow. yeah that's it was, dope. yeah wow. like the last spot I was in was like um designer so it was a little like again it was a smaller boutique more intimate it wasn't like a corporate retailer right so you know it was definitely building connections with mm-hmm. you know Ill. my clients so like I was grateful I was like fuck yeah. retail fuck you know yeah. fashion yeah. retail yeah. but I was grateful for that yeah, yeah. 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 do yeah. you guys remember the one question you ask when someone goes into your store the one um, question when they're looking for something. 
Can I help that, you? That they, no. No. Wait, what are you, you, looking, am I, what are you am looking I the for? employer or the employee? I mean, you're, 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 the, you're the salesperson there. Someone oh. walks into your store and they're and looking they, at something. What's the question that you ask them? What size do you need? There you go. Hey! Oh, shit. That's how you know she did retail. Uh, yeah. You don't ask, what can I help you? Need? Yeah, it's like. You don't ask, can I help? Because that's a yes or no. Yeah. You, you don't give them the option yeah, to see if they want to try it You just say, hey, what size are you looking for? Let me get that for you. And then you tell them your name. And then when they go to the front, they remember your name. So I would say, hey, my name's Atlas. If you need any more help, let me know. Wow. And then when they go to the front, they say, so who helped you today? Uh, oh, Atlas helped me. And it's, Boom, just, yeah, and it's just like a mind fuck because like you said, if you, if you give people the option, they're going to choose the one that you don't want them to yes. choose. You don't even so, give it to them. Especially like with women, women fall into that trap so easily because like as women, we tend to want to buy a lot of clothes that we don't necessarily need yeah. right. for every occasion. Like. I well, stopped being like too, yeah. for me. I gotta love it. Like I can't. Right. Like, it got different. Yeah, like, that's how I've become. Like, oh, I'll yeah. just take it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like. Mm. Yeah, that's how I've become for sure. But there's some women out this. there that like. Oh yeah. Shop like stupid for no reason. No they reason still have clothes in their closet. They have. Well, I guess I'm a woman because that's. Me. <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm a woman. I represent. I'm I'm a women. Plural. <laughs> like you're a whole type because of because I buy stupid shit. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> like you'll buy the same like thing five times. Yeah. Like pretty much. I mean, but there's no problem with that. Like I if you know, if you really like it. Like I, I had this perfume that I pretty much yeah. drank that's like four times. And that's I mean, perfume is like that because that's your scent. That's yeah, your yeah, yeah. thing. Oh, like man. it runs out. Right. Speaking I mean, of speaking of shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know where this is going. Speaking of this has nothing. Well, kind of. <laughs> Yo, so I don't know if you guys looked at my Twitter account. Um, oh a couple yeah, days ago. I was tuned um, in. <laughs> started a little bit of a ruckus. I don't know if you saw it, Glam, but uh, uh, a couple days ago, we'll just say this week because this is airing next week. But um, earlier this week, I went on Twitter. I went on a, a pretty hefty Twitter rant. Oh yeah, I saw pieces of this. Rant. Yeah, 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 talking about um, uh, selling beats. <laughs> and the differences between, you know, being an upcoming producer and selling awesome. beats to like upcoming mm-hmm. rappers, you know, right. um, and like what that's about, what that approach is, and then comparing that to, you know, like working with artists for free and then like building up like a, a resume and like a working relationship with that person. I know we've talked about this on this podcast a few times, but. We got, had some really interesting feedback and There were a lot comments. of people that were pretty frustrated. Yeah, there were people <laughs> who oh, yeah. were pissed. How am I going to make a living? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like it, you're saying that with all your big credits, but... Yeah. It ruffled a couple feathers, but the reason why I wanted to bring it up was because I actually, like, as long as, as, long as I've been doing this, I, I've played both sides of the fence, right? right? And I can, I can really be honest and say that, like, early in my career when I first started, I was I was selling beats, you know. I was doing that. I was playing that game, like fifty dollars here, you know, lease a beat, and you know, hundred dollars here and there to like rappers that I didn't like. Not all of them, but most of them I just were, wasn't a fan of. And I did that for years, and it got to the point where I was like paying my rent, which was amazing because like that's obviously better than you know a nine to five job that you don't want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I was making beats full time. But I wasn't getting the satisfaction of like making real music mm-hmm. to me, making like the music I wanted to make. And so like what ended up happening was I just ended up selling all these beats, paying my rent, making some decent money. But then there's the result of that is just like a bunch of just like really shitty songs. 
with rappers that like I'm not really co-signing. Some of these rappers I sold to, I didn't even hear their music. Right. Like, like yeah, it's just like, okay, cool. PayPal me. And then like, you know, $250, you know, Western Union, whatever it was. And And then would you even hear what they would do on it? You just, you didn't care. care. And then they would hit me up like, yo, like if you want to post this or like send it to you. And then I'm like, cool. But then I'm not going to listen to it. So it got to the point where I was just like, man, what the, what am I doing? Like, I'm making money. I'm, it's cool, but like, am I happy right now? I, in a way, I felt like I was doing these people a disservice because it's like, I'm like selling them a beat, but I'm not there to like support with them and really right. champion them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's just it, it's it's a really touchy subject because it's like a, it's when you sell beats in that kind of way, you're putting the money first. And right. the music second, yeah, you know. And the flip side of that is the other approach is to work with artists for free or relatively free, and just build up with them because they inspire you. Mm-hmm. And in that way, the payoff later on could be bigger. But then you you're not making any money in the, in the short right. term. Right. So that's the that's the battle that I think all producers are kind of battling right now consistently and some people do like a combination of both right which is also okay and everyone has their own situation but i wanted to get you guys opinion on that because there's no right or wrong it's just Mm -hmm. a choice right if you if you decide to whore yourself Mm -hmm. out and and sell all your beats to these indie rappers for 50 bucks 100 bucks that's fine right but just understand what you're getting into I mean exactly. you know and if you're gonna wait and if you're gonna choose one or two or three or four artists and really develop with them just know that you're not gonna be getting be, paid for yeah, a while yeah. so what do you do at that point you know Alice I want your opinion on this first because you're not a producer but like being like a, a salesman and just like having and a manage, for music yeah. and managing people like what what's your opinion on that well I think the first if, it, if I was a producer producer I know I'm Mundo Mundo, it's a producer. <laughs> you know, but I, I do that more for fun. Um, but man, you know, I manage producers, and I've been around obviously you, and and so I've been around the game for a minute with producers. In my opinion, I would always recommend finding the artists young and building with them, and grooming them, and building their sound, and you know, just being like like 40 and Drake, you know? So I would like yeah. tell the producers, find your Drake. Now I know that's like a needle in a haystack cause you know, it's freaking Drake, yeah. but you could find guys like, you know, Khaled, Khalid, you know, and like these guys coming up, like Russ, even when he, even though he produces his own stuff, but like getting these guys early. Right. Now on the flip side, I do understand up and coming producers that don't have any money that are literally desperate for money because they have to eat and yeah. like they really have no other choice. So they have to sell these beats for a hundred bucks, 200 bucks just to pay the rent. So I understand that side of it too. So it's like a tricky for me. I always recommend finding the artist and grooming the artist and building with the artist. That's number one. Right. Uh, if you're in a jam, you need to pay your rent or you have kids. Like I get it. You have to sell a beat for a hundred bucks, you know, 200 bucks, you know, in my opinion, if I were going to sell, you know, the beats, I would start no lower than 500. Right. Yep. Set your set your price. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 500. Even yeah. the producers I manage, I've had like they're like, "Man, I used to I used to sell my beats for 100, but since you've been managing me, we've been selling them for 5." You know, and it's like you have to set like you said, uh perfection, you got uh, and it'll, you got to set the standard. You have to mm-hmm. set the tone. Now, 
Keep in mind, though, when you're selling these beats, depending on what your agreement is, you're a work for hire. Right. Right. So you're selling this beat and you're going to get no back end. You're getting no publishing. You're getting no points. You're getting nothing. Okay. Now, some producers have enough leverage where they can sell a beat and not be a work for hire and still get the back end pub, which is great, by the way. Right. You know, but a lot of these up and coming guys, they're doing when you. When you sell your beat for a hundred bucks, uh, you know, exclusive, whatever, you're work for hire, so you're not getting any back end money. But if you're selling the beat for two, three hundred, you probably don't. You, they're not going to get any back end money because you're selling it to a trash rapper who's not yeah, getting right. any publishing. Not getting any publishing. Mm-hmm. So why, you know? So it's like so. I, and, I but the sides. argument there is that you know you're selling it to a rapper. So the argument for the producer would be, well, if if you're not popping and you're not going to be selling. Why don't I just make a little bit of money up front so I, at least I make something? Exactly. So that's where the argument is, where it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's what justifies me charging for a hundred dollars, fifty dollars, which I think is way too cheap. Oh but, my god, that doesn't but, even but, make you know, sense. But listen, when you if you're hustling, and there's hustlers out there, there's there's guys out there oh, yeah. that are doing this, oh, yeah. that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yep. From leasing and selling beats, fifty here, hundred here, five hundred here. Yep. They're paying their rent. They're happy. They're buying houses. They're doing all these things. But at what price? Right. You know, I mean, you're basically you've kind of turned into the producer that is kind of providing a service for the struggle rapper. Mm-hmm. And is that OK? Is that not OK? I don't know. I mean, that that's the question, mm-hmm. you know, and my whole argument to that whole thing was and people got pissed when I said this shit. I was like, if you're making beats and selling beats to struggle rappers then how do you expect to be great right yeah like you can't how do you achieve greatness but and then people rebuttal they're like well not all producers want to be great not all producers want to be quincy jones and i replied i was like you know what you're right Mm -hmm. you not everyone does want to be great and that's what i was gonna say too i think it's just you know figuring out what your ultimate goal is like if you're not trying to be you know one of the top producers and working with the top artists then you know that might be your lane like you might Mm -hmm. be satisfied with just you know 50 bucks here and there to pay your bills and you know that might be the that might be where your passion stays yeah yeah you know what i mean and that's okay i mean personally i would never sell a beat for 50 bucks no way even like and you know again like what are your goals because i feel like when I see a lot of people doing that, and, and I mentioned that um, on Twitter, like, you know, you have those producers online that follow you and it's like, buy one beat, get three free. Oh, and I it's saw like, that today. On. It was two come beats on. for $25. And if you bought what? two, you got one free. That's so just, three beats for $25. you are just That's devaluing your whole free. brand. Yeah. That's three yeah. beats for free. Your whole brand just got Pretty devalued when, when you did that. You sold three beats for right. $25. That's, yeah. yeah. And then it's it like, even make sense. you know, like what... How can I say it? It's like, I don't feel like you're even investing a lot of time into yeah. the music you're yeah. you're creating because you're just like knocking shit out. Like, oh, let me just knock this out real quick. Job. 50 bucks, 50 bucks. It's not, it might not even be your best work. And that's okay. Again, you know, what are your goals? I feel like right. also those people that are doing that are not in the circle that they need to be in exactly. order to grow their music or take right. it to the next level. 100%. Yeah, and it's not all of them. And maybe some of them are... Still trying to, you know, achieve greatness, yeah. but maybe it they've been grinding for a long time and they weren't, they haven't been able to. But it, part of me says this. Part of me is like, well, that's a cop out. Right. Like, if you're Dude. gonna why why if you're gonna justify 
like, oh, I'm making all this money. I'm selling this. Like, that's cool. But like, maybe you're not great because you're not trying to be great. And like, that's why there's this crazy fucking matrix of an argument because the guys that are actually successful and on these all these albums and getting six seven figure publishing deals are these are the guys that are wanting to achieve greatness and they're really staying consistent and taking those huge risks you know so i don't know it's really it's really interesting i think i think the the producers who sell the beats for like 25 bucks and buy one get one free in my opinion were people who liked music who had said, hey, you know, let me let me get Logic or let me get FL Studio. Let me see if I can make a beat. Mm-hmm. They made something, probably was just okay, but just good enough in their eyes. And someone bought it for 20 bucks. And they were like, oh, my God, I'm going to be rich. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can do that and make 20 bucks. Yeah. You know? So. Oh, shit. Hold think on. my mic. There we go. Oh, there there we go. go. So I can do that and make 20 bucks? Yeah. Yo, this is easy. Mm-hmm. And they're just doing it. And, you know, Avion made a good point of, like, they're not putting themselves in the right circle. And that's a perfect example, too, of, like, you know, like your mom says, you are who you hang out with. Right. Yeah. And, again, this doesn't apply to all these. Right, right, right. No, 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 We'll no, call no. them, uh, just call them uh, beat hustlers. Beat right. hustlers. Right? So, and sorry if that's offensive. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of those people, too, are just the ones that are, like, not again, knocking out, like, fucking 40 beats in their house yeah. and yeah. just staying in their house. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. like, anytime, like, no offense to anyone, but anytime someone like that follows me, it's, like, it's spammy to me. Because yeah. yeah. it's, like, right. I don't feel like you want to build a, you know, relationship with me. I don't feel like, you know, you want to get something beneficial out of it. It's just, it's like, hey, listen business, to my, you know, job. Drake-like beat for 20 bucks. And it's, yeah. like, I don't want to. But <laughs> unfortunately, it's opened up a huge market yeah right These, there's yeah. guys that are making like 10 15 000 a yeah, month a from month. this so yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead. more what power to you, you I w- um damn i wasn't gonna say uh what we're just talking about uh what were you saying your now? circles yeah the circles oh man i just had something on the tip of my tongue and i forgot it so let's move along because i, I <laughs> well, can't remember what it was right yeah. now well people are making a lot of money from this yeah. stuff right and you know I and there's so many different ways you can cut it, but I think really at the end of the day, it's just do you want to make money now or do you want to be patient and be great? Yeah, yeah. what do you think? What's the question? What's the question ultimately is I mean, how I look at it is it's it's a lot, you got to choose your level. Mm-hmm. I think it, yeah. it is with you, like you have to figure out, like, because for me personally, like, the one reason I have not, I've yet to actually sell a beat. Right, it's and I keep think that that's for a reason. It's that, <laughs> well, but then it's also it's like, no, I mean, like I've I've sent them out and pushed them, but it's just like when I when I get it back, sometimes it's like it still feels like a part. You want somebody to kill it, like you want it to be yeah. good, so it's like you need them to match it. I couldn't just sell my beat to somebody because right. that's like it's like somebody walking outside and you just did their hair, and yeah. like it looks shitty. You're of the yeah. you're of the category of greatness. Yeah, right. oh, exactly. You really are. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, excuse me. Yeah, because no, you so. care about the music. Right. And yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that all beat all hustler people, producers right, don't, don't care about the mm-hmm. music. I think there's a lot there's of a bigger picture. Somebody there's might not be picture. showing you the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and to to your point, Glam, I think it's like kind of the equivalent of like if um, if uh, wait, who painted the Mona Lisa again? Michelangelo. If Michelangelo was sitting there painting the Mona Lisa, and some guy went up to him and said, "Hey, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you let me paint her fucking eyes," 
And he said, okay, cool. Yeah, go ahead. Paint the eyes. And he did like a shitty job. Ruined the entire painting. <laughs> right. The potential for the Mona Lisa to be legendary because mm. he wanted to get paid that moment. I, True. I kind of, I'm, my, the, the part of my brain wants me to believe that that's the same thing. That's just me bit. because when you make music, it's art, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like giving away like babies. <laughs> yeah. That's how yeah. I feel. If I like, yeah. give somebody a yeah. beat and like they don't treat it right, I'm like, give me, give it back. Mm. Right. Oh, like, 100%. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. like that. I, when I, you know, when I was like heavy into songwriting, I was very, I didn't want anyone to see my songwriting book and see my mm-hmm. lyrics because mm-hmm. like I really felt what I wrote. And like every song I ever wrote, when I go back and hear it or, or like I'm looking at the lyrics, I remember exactly what I was feeling and why I wrote that line. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh man, I was, damn, Shorty had me tripping. That's why, you know, yeah. I wrote that line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I remember what I was going to say before too, by the way. Um, Avian was talking about getting spammed on Instagram. Like when they follow you, it's almost like spam. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted a uh, one tip to every, all these up and coming producers out there. I'm sure we all get it here sitting at this table all the time. Please don't follow someone on social media, especially Instagram and like 20 pictures oh, in a row my God. because you think that we're going to follow, follow you back. back. Well, I, I might just block you. Thank you for liking that picture from 65 weeks yeah. ago. Or maybe they really like them. Or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or maybe too. they're a stalker. Friends. Maybe they're a stalker. But, but here's, here's one thing I would recommend to producers that are out there. Follow the person. Like maybe one picture, and if and if you really want to go the extra mile, and you might get a follow mm-hmm. back, send them, the a, send, send them a message. Don't something go down really DM. no, go in the DM, Slide but say DM. something nice. Yeah, yo, I really fuck yeah. with you guys' movement. You yeah. guys really inspire me. I love what you guys are doing with Blab Chat. Yeah, thank you again. I'll follow someone who yeah. sends me a message. Like yeah. And then also too. just know who you're trying to build with and follow, because yeah. like I hate when people are like, "Are you a music producer?" It's like, bro, it's clearly oh. in my bio. Oh, by yeah. the way. Like, I, I talk forgot. about it all the time. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I yeah. forgot to tell you guys you're going to get a kick out of this. Someone someone tweeted me and I was going to blow up their spot, but I didn't. They tweeted me and said, Atlas, I love your music. I haven't put out one record. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I know they're bullshitting right off the bat. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, where'd you hear it? Which one? Maybe they're, maybe, <laughs> Atlas, do you ever think of this? Maybe they're a fan of Mundo. Beats. All right. Well, here's, here's a, another dilemma about this. Okay. And this is, again, feedback from the Twitter rant and everything and the replies and everything, which, by the way, appreciate all of you guys' perspectives on this. You know, at the end of the day, we champion producers. But there's this, there's the guys that are passionate who are so like, fuck that, no amount of money can get a shitty rapper on my beats. And then you have the group of people that say, you know what, doesn't matter, I need to make money right now. If I keep this up, maybe, maybe I will eventually get a big placement and get it going but for now i'm happy with making a couple mm-hmm. hundred dollars on a beat and making some money now but then you have the guys in between that where they're kind of doing both where right. it's like okay well every week if i if i bang out you know 15 beats a week then 10 of those beats i'll sell and then five i'll shop out like five of my favorite ones right. which is fair yeah mm-hmm. um what's you guys opinion on that because to me, and this is just, again, my personal experience, and I may be right or wrong, right. but to me, I feel like if you're doing that, you're kind of like, you're, you're spend, you're spreading yourself thin. Mm-hmm. 100%. So you're not, it's not going to take you, 
it's going to take you much longer right. to succeed because you're still kind of halfway in, halfway out with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so that's kind of my thing. So what do you guys think? And also that? still spending time, more time on, on the generating yeah. the revenue again. Like you're spending more time focused on 10 beats that, yeah, you get money, but that's just temporary money. You know, yeah. it's yeah. not money that's going to grow and, and be there in the long run. Right. right. You know, so I definitely agree with that. I totally agree. I mean, if you're splitting your, you know, uh, separating yourself thin, spreading yourself thin like that, then you're not putting 100% into either side. So you're going to get, you know, part-time effort is part-time results. You know, you're not going to get the full effort as if you just said, you know what, let me just put 100% into my time into finding an artist and grooming an artist and finding talent and um, or making really dope samples and sending them out to fellow producers and building and trying to get placements like that, right. as opposed to, you know, spending all your time making $25 lease beats. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also just like, if that's what you want to do, that's great. Again, everyone has yeah. their own path that they're trying to follow their own goals, but yeah. know your worth and know your value too. Yeah. Like if you feel like you're putting all your hard work and time and dedication and this is your passion, like, don't sell beats for 25 bucks, bro. Like, you know, like start a little higher. Like if it's Mm -hmm. about the money for you, I'm pretty sure that if your music's great and people Mm -hmm. are, you know, investing in it, you can definitely get a little more. more Cause like 25 bucks, it's it's money. And and some people have less than that. But I think if, you know, if you're focusing on the money and know your worth and know your value and Mm -hmm. raise that price up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. A a lot. Cause I spent 25 bucks on like, Shirt, yeah, food, yeah, that's a sashimi deluxe special Ooh, right yeah. there. Yeah. Ooh, that's like a sashimi couple bottles so of Casa yeah. del Toro. That's, that's, like that's, like that's, 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 that's a lot of two buck chuck right there. That's a lot of two buck chuck. That's that's a couple months worth. That's a winery. That's a case. That's a might be a little. You can have a pallet. That's a low key winery right there. That's a lot low key winery right there. Yeah, like you know, like that's cool. But I think like you know, definitely like. Like, you know, know your worth and know your value and I think you yeah, just get a side boost that job. price. Well, but you can right. imagine how addicting it could become mm-hmm. because think about it. You're making beats all day. You're getting people that are hitting you up right. and like your PayPal account is like low key popping. Like, <laughs> yo, you get that little, little, you know, beep on your phone, 25, 50, 100 and like you're paying your rent. So you, and you keep making beats yeah. and you keep doing it. And all of a sudden, like a year goes by and you're like, oh, shit, like I've been doing this for a year. But your career hasn't progressed necessarily, but you've just done that for one year, mm-hmm. you know, so you can imagine it getting kind of addictive. Like I kind of look at it kind of like um, working in the restaurant industry, right? Like being a server or like a bartender. It's like no one wants to do that job. But if you do it, you make good money. Yeah. But it's 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 you know it's taxing on your Blood health. Money. Yeah, it's like you're just completely checked out. You have no passion. You're mm-hmm. literally doing it for the money. I kind of look at it in a similar way, where it's like, well, you're not progressing in your career necessarily, but you're making some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then when you're done with your shift, because I waited tables a long time. Yeah. The whole crew goes out, and you spend all your tip money in one night anyway. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but Ill, back to what you were saying, you were talking about, you know, their PayPal looks good, but their career isn't advancing. And I think that's very clutch because right. what, the, what does the producer essentially want? If they just want to make a little money and not boost their career, okay, cool. You made a little bit of money. And that's yeah. cool. Good, cool story, bro. But like, 
if you want to advance and you're doing all this with like struggle rappers and rappers you aren't really feeling anyway so you're not advancing your career at all right because you're working with struggle corny rappers well what about the argument of okay well for every 50 struggle rappers i sell to one of them will be good or one of them show will me one example up. of that because i'm I, I can't even imagine it's a, it's a crap shoot yeah well, because most of them yeah. are going to be crappy yeah. That as well, on top of what he said, I also feel like it's like um, once the beat gets to him, then I don't think you care at that point what happens care, to right? it because if you've already yeah. if you've already decided to sell it for twenty five dollars first off, right, and then it gets to the artist, I don't think it was just to get the buck off, like because right. right. if he gets if he if he doesn't get the whack beat from you, he's gonna get the whack beat from somebody else for twenty five dollars. That's true. And even That's if true. he does get one off, he was a paid for hire, so he's getting no pub. He's getting none. Not, right. well, unless they agree. Unless they agree. Unless they agree to yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. Signing. Oh, yeah. Unless there's a something signed. Yeah. Sure. So at one point, did you stop doing that? Like, when did you feel like it wasn't working for you? I stopped in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. I was like. Was it when that you was got like, like a real, real big? Not even. Or? I signed. I signed a, a management deal with Shaw Money and G Unit in mm-hmm. 2006. Changed my life. Right. Made a ton of money. Before that, I was like doing indie shit, but that was like kind of like the turning, super turning point. But I was still selling to like indie rappers. I was like pub deal, you know, G Unit when they were they were like at the height of their whatever their careers and everything. I love G Unit, by the way. Yeah. Damn, I miss yeah. them. Shout out to G Yeah. Their beat selection game was hard. Oh, um, yeah. So, like, I was still selling the indie rappers and still doing it. And I, like, every time it would happen, I would dread it. Because then it would be like, oh, I have to, like, talk to this person, bounce mm-hmm. the stems. And, like, of, of, these are fucking, like, um, first world problems. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> God. Bounce the stems. I got to go walk. I got to go walk to fucking <laughs> go uh, Western Union and go pick up my money. Damn, go back to my, my warm house. Life is so hard. But I'm saying, though, like. It didn't inspire me, and I, it was like a waste of time to me. So then I slowly adjusted into the mindset of like, you know what? Like, I just want to work with people that I want to work with. Like, that's all I want, you know? So it was like Sky Zoo, me and Sky Zoo started working a lot together. And then it's like I met, like, um, I formed a group called Smoke Robotic. And then I met, like, all these artists. And I started doing pop music and, and then more hip-hop shit. So it was like it turned in, it organically just turned into... A habit where it's like, well, I I don't know how to work with you because I don't know anything about I don't know your music right. like right. I'm my brain doesn't work that way you know so that's that's kind of where where it happened um, and ever since I switched that over like my career like completely took off mm-hmm. you know so I really personally believe that if I continue to sell to indie artists you I wouldn't be, be where, where I wouldn't would not be mm-hmm. no that's just my opinion mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. It's a really, really interesting subject. And, and again, you know, for all you guys, all you producers that are on the grind right now, we're not saying to not sell beats. All I'm doing is just opening up the conversation to really understand what could potentially happen, what you're getting yourself into. And really, ultimately, it's just a question of greatness. Do you want to be a top producer? Do you, or are you okay with... Just like making enough to feed your family and 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 make beats all day and and not necessarily take it a step further. Neither one is good or bad. Neither one is right or wrong. It's really just perspective. Mm-hmm. But you guys should all, as producers that are listening right now, you guys should all just continue to just be educated on this stuff mm-hmm. because I'm living proof of someone who's played both sides of the fence, and I can say that 
me personally, I prefer greatness and it comes with a higher risk and more time, but the payoff is so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can say. You know, what about you, Mundo Beats? Are you going to stop selling beats for $10? I'm doing uh, 10 <laughs> so for if one. One of my friends ever sold a beat for $10. 10 is extreme. No. Oh. No. I'm deactivating your SoundCloud personally. Yeah, no. Removing <laughs> you from the face. Of the removing you from the internet. I'll, I'll do one worse. I, I've seen 99 cent beats. No. Oh, my God. I swear God. to God. I swear to God I've seen it. Nope. Unbelievable. Where? 99 cents. One of these websites. Unbelievable. Wow. Nine, a, a dollar. The only person who makes money off that is the guy who owns, or female, that owns the actual 99 website. 99 cents? Yeah. That's the only Come one on. making money there. That's bullshit. No, I 99 cents? I'm going to look for what it. What do those sound like? Yeah, what does a 99 cent sound like? And put it on Blab Chat and see what that It's probably shit just like, like two sticks it's getting hit together boom, or something cat, like that. Boom, boom, cat. Yeah. No, boom, the, cat, the 99 cents sound like, uh, sound like bad and bougie. Like wow. rip-offs oh, of Bad yeah. and Bougie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, the, like the Bad and Bougie type wow. beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drake type oh, beat. Little Yachty worst. type yeah. beat. Man, listen, oh. I but I get it, though. Yeah. I get it. Right. I mean, you know, everybody well, has their own way, ways that people interpret music, honestly. And it's like people, some people really look at it. Like I look at stuff that's out right now and like, yeah, you study it, but some people look at it differently. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as work come out, what happened? Everybody went Same fucking sound. Jamaican. Yeah. Same yeah. sound. Everybody yeah. went Caribbean. Yeah. This Caribbean. Is like, yep. You know what I'm saying? Yo, and yeah. that, that Even other up, artists, too. That brings up another point, too. Yep. I think, you know, those type of producers are successful with artists that are trying to emulate that sound. Mm. Right. Like, if you're trying to sound like Drake, you're going to get a Drake-type beat. So yeah. chances are you're going to buy that beat for $50. That's right? true. You know what that's I mean? True. So like, I think that's like, it's funny, funny, but I think that's part of the reason why a lot of those producers are successful and, in their own way. And own they're way. using the the search engine optimization. Like, hey, if someone's right. looking for a Drake type beat, let me yeah. just name it Drake type beat. True. Right. No, exactly. that's tons, but it's low key scammy. Yeah. yeah it's scammy, time. but it's like, it's like it. on it's, some hustler it's, shit. It's devaluing. It's some hustler yep. shit. It's devaluing. That's if what you're, it is. If you're doing a Drake type beat, then you've already bid off a producer that already made that beat. So exactly. how original how are you How do you have your own sound? Yep. Well, then the person buying it must be okay and come within themselves to know that yeah. they're not original yeah, and that facts. they want to be somebody else. So that's true. Hundred percent. It just that's what I'm saying. The perception is everything. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like a it's like a you're going into a rabbit hole and and the deeper you dig yourself, the harder it'll it'll be to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So so you know this is just producers. If you're listening, you know something to think about. You know if you're on that path, um, just you know all, all all that we're saying and all that I'm saying specifically is just value your music. You know like. I want all producers to value their music. I think that's important. You know, I mean, the world would be a better place if all people engaging in the creation of music cared about music. And that's like, all I'm saying. And how do you sell a beat for ten, twenty dollars? Ten and then and then say you value your music. <laughs> So your all your beats a, only worth twenty five dollars. Ninety nine cents. Ninety nine cents. Yeah, that's there's, that's th- low. There's there's people out there that that think differently. You know, um, crazy man. You know, if if they if 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 their beats are equivalent to um to a Brillo, then <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm very say? interested in hearing how that ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, Brillos. You can use Brillos to to patch up <laughs> holes so that rats don't go inside your yeah. apartment. 
yeah. that's what Brillos are used for, you guys. Can, you could scratch you can that. Get, you can, yeah, Brillos. You use that. Oh, use Brillos <laughs> for that. You can also use a Brillo to scrape shit on the bottom of your shoe Jeez. if you step in. If you step in shit. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, uh, it just is what it is. But just listen, know your value and know your worth, guys. Know your value because of what? Like, yeah, if you're making art and you're making beats. That's art, man. Like, regardless of if you just started or if you've been doing it for years, like, value your shit, man. Because that, that's sacred, I man. I don't want to associate the two, honestly. Like, it's just like, I would rather put 100% in a part-time job and 100% into my Something artistry, else. period. Like, I'm not going to work with somebody I don't want to work with. Like, mm-hmm. what's yeah. the point of me making the beat? Like, exactly. exactly. Just get a side job and suck it up and just yeah, find but, that, find those few artists that you really fuck with yeah. and work, work with But how them? about yeah. the people that are actually, like you said, generating, like, you know, thousands There's of dollars some monthly money, and don't they, have to work. Well, then, yeah. Like, if they're happy, regular. then well, at the end of the day. It, if you already got that up and running, then make your paper boo-boo. Yeah, but at the same time, paper. like, if that's, if you start feeling like I'm spreading it thin and I'm doing the 10 here 10 selling 10 keeping yeah. five or, or wondering why you're not getting big placements exactly right. but maybe you should try to separate yeah but reevaluate yeah. recalibrate try to separate the two and listen if you get to that point where you're making tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year from this kudos to you because that's not easy right yeah. and if that's your calling and you feel good about it and you're feeding your family and you know you you're happy and you're making music and you would rather not do anything else listen yeah you're right it's better than working at a restaurant or working a shittier job go for it continue and and do what you do but just know that as long as you're happy then nothing else matters yeah i was just gonna say that's really what it comes down whatever makes you happy if you're happy with that fantastic exactly you know if you're if you're not content with that and you're more happy or being you know working with a-list yeah. artists then yeah. great you speaking know? of working with a-list artists yeah speaking of work oh speaking of the right. producer oh. of work whoa we have a special guest today whoa big we're, records we're gonna talk to him big um things. some of big my things, favorite man. records uh, yeah so, some of my favorites um some of our favorites yeah. um but uh one Specifically, um, work. Oof. I mean, Rihanna. You know, Rihanna Drake co-produced uh, another co-producer on work. Yeah, his name is Seven Thomas. Um, amongst other records that he's done, a lot of great ones mm-hmm. recently too. Um, man, this guy has such a great story, man. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna pick his brain and talk to him. And I actually want to ask him about the whole leasing beat thing because yeah. I want to get other perspectives on mm-hmm. this. And maybe he's done it. And transitioned. Who knows? But we'll find out. Um, This is uh, Seven Thomas, and uh, we're going to talk about all of his big records, pick his brain, see how he got these placements, and um, it's going to be a good conversation. So here's uh, our convo with Seven Thomas. Let's go. Hey, Seven, what's up, man? It's Illmind. Here he is. What up, Illmind? What's going on, man? You're you're here live on uh, Blab Chat Podcast, man. Let's give a round of applause for Seven Thomas in the building. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Let's get this started, man. Uh, welcome to welcome to the show, man. Blab chat, man. We're we're very appreciative of uh, your time and having you on the show, man. Um, hey, so, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, bro. Of course, of course, man. First of all, I just want to say that um, you're you're a beast, number one, <laughs> and and that we're you know yeah you're to me you're one of um. You're one of you're one of my favorites, man. Currently, because you you just I don't know, man. All you guys up there in, in Toronto, you're in Toronto, right? 
Yeah, you yeah. Guys well, I'm just, in Los Angeles now, you, but I'm, I'm a Toronto cat for sure. Okay, yeah. I mean, just, just the Toronto movement is so strong right now, and, and, and I love yeah. it so much because it's just bringing such a, a refreshing sound to to music yeah. man mm -hmm. you know and it's really just ha it has its own vibe and, and i really 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 love it man so i appreciate the sounds that you're pumping out hey, but um man. you know i'm humbled man yeah for sure man so i kind of you know i want to start off this um this conversation and we start every conversation like this but i want to start the conversation off with you know kind of rewinding all the way back to the beginning um of mm -hmm. kind of how you got this started so you know what was what was paint that picture for us what was that beginning like of just you know you deciding to you know want to start producing music oh man it's 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 a it's quite an extensive story because like we have you know, time so take your time with it yeah <laughs> we got all the time in the okay, world well, I'll, I'll get into it then um so um both of my parents like they owned a sound system in Jamaica and in Toronto and um it was called lover's choice and um what they would do is like they would have like these like dance hall get-togethers with all their friends and stuff like that and, and it would be in our basement and i was like one or two years old but even before that like i was like crawling around the house humming and shit like my mom told me like i was humming at like nine months old and shit. Wow. so she was like yo this kid is this kid is like something else you know what <laughs> i mean so yeah and, like my mom like um traded him traded in her bicycle for a microphone so anyway back to the whole story like they they would have uh these dance hall get-togethers you know playing reggae music and all sorts of shit and all their friends would come over and i would like take the mic and go on it and sing along to the song and this is me at like one or two years old wow. and um so my parents like definitely seen something within me and um, by the time I was like four years old, I got to do like my four, my first uh, recording session in Jamaica at uh, UB40 studio. Because oh, like wow. my uncle was like a, my uncle was like a, a, a top dancehall artist at the time, like late 80s, early 90s. UB40, so, um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, bro. Oh. Yeah. So that was my first studio session. I was four years old. And then um, just like over time working with different producers, like um, by the time I was like, 10 years old um i already had like a a, a hit single out in canada at the time oh get out of here i was working with 10 yeah yeah Whoa. like i started off singing for real i don't think i really even remember wow. what i was no. doing at like four yeah. years oh, old 10 years old i was pooping in my pants <laughs> and getting in trouble <laughs> wow god damn all right yeah, so you're I, you had a smash single out at 10 years old you were an artist or producer yeah i was an artist artist oh, yeah man. Yeah, I was an artist, but like just just um, working with different producers, I would kind of pick things up. So at that time, I was working with Ryan Tedder of One Republic, and he was like writing songs for me, and like we were writing together. Wow. And then um, my mom actually bought my brother a Cork Triton for his birthday, and uh, my older brother, he's like five years older than me. So like at the time, we were working together a lot musically, my brother and I, and um, he got the Cork Triton. And then um, we didn't really know how to use it. So, like, Ryan Tedder, like, showed us how to use it and, like, make loops and shit. So, from there, like, we just started going crazy on the Cork Triton. We had floppy disks, floppy disks, like, on top of floppy disks, full of beats and mm. shit. And, um, yeah, we were just figuring it out. And then um, by the time I got to middle school, 
a friend of mine introduced me to software. So I, I was fucking with GarageBand, fucking with Reason. I didn't yep. like Reason at all, yeah, actually. Reason. But, yeah. um, uh, I'm Reason. Oh, Glenn uses Reason. <laughs> Love it. Hey, I've touched it, but never really got into it. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean listen, yeah. yeah, yeah, fair is fair. I, right. That's how I feel about Ableton. Mm-hmm. I hate Ableton, but yeah. anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was fucking around uh, Reason, and um, I came across FL, and I'm like, okay, like this is a bit more user-friendly. Like This is dope. But I was just making like beats with like stock sounds and shit, and I'm like, okay, like... How the fuck does like Timberland like make his shit sound like that? So I would bust my brain trying to like figure shit out, like figure out how like. Well, I already knew how Pharrell and them did shit because I had a Cork train and a lot of the sounds were in Cork. So I was like mm-hmm. low key like fake making fake Neptune's beats and shit. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> we've so all been there. Like, <laughs> Everyone had a fake exactly, Neptune beat. Bro. Hell yeah! Everybody, everybody. Jack and Jack and that snare Everyone. from Super Thug, and then just using that bro. snare. <laughs> Every- even even the little like vocal samples that they had like the yeah. uh and the yeah mm-hmm. sounds and shit I would be putting them in my beats a little mute guitar shit like mm-hmm. all wow. that shit. <laughs> exactly <laughs> I was doing all that shit on the quick train oh, but man. anyway um I was just trying to figure it out like yo how the fuck do niggas get this shit to sound like this so I was like trying to like like manipulate sounds and shit but then i realized it was sound kits and whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it was like samples and shit mm-hmm. i never knew anything about that so when i found out about that it hope it opened up a whole new realm for me so i was making like better shit and like i was selling like beats for like 200 300 dollars a pop ah. and this was in like middle school so i thought i was caked up you know what i mean <laughs> so you know what i mean you got all the candy on the <laughs> <laughs> exactly. by the time i got to high school um i was working at this guy uh sunny diamond studio and sunny's like one of the most like noted like sound engineers in the city um up until this day like he works closely with like roy woods he's like roy woods is 40 you know what i'm saying like they're always together so sunny had a studio at the time where all the local rappers would be at it was like the hub you know what i mean like kinds of shit would go down there like Wait, that's, i think that's i met know, like sev i think i mm-hmm. met sunny is he like is he like a little bit yeah. bigger he's like big yeah he's a he's a big dude he's like six two six three yeah cat. i met him Ball. i met him uh i met him a, a year a couple years ago i was in toronto and uh my man president yeah. jeff introduced me to him president jeff yeah my <laughs> yeah. yeah so um <laughs> and brother. i used to i used to date this girl um from scarborough so I was like oh, low key going up up to Toronto like in the early days. So I know a little bit oh, about Toronto, real, man. Real. <laughs> real dog. Yeah, she was this. I'm this, from Scarborough, so it's okay. Really, really yeah, real. she was this. She was a sweet uh, Filipino girl. Um, she was like, oh, into yeah. music, um, but yeah, we dated for a little bit. But uh, so yeah, I met I met, I met Sunny a long time ago. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Sunny, um, I was actually like working with Sunny a lot, just like. He would like make his um his production room available to me. You know what I mean? So I would go in there and then I discovered VSTs. Mm. And then when I fucking found out about VSTs, I was like, Oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is what like this is what niggas got access to because I thought I was just shit. Like I mm. thought I was trash, you know what I mean? Yeah. So right. when I realized when I realized I'm like, yo, VSTs and sound kits is the wave and then mm. that's when like my whole shit just went up a next a whole different level so during that time that time frame 
uh, I was like 16, 17 at that time. And um, boy, one, this shit was just popping off. And I knew one though, like prior to that, like maybe six, seven years. And that was from my old situation, like singing, like low key boy, wonder and T minus were supposed to produce my whole album when I was signed to Sony when wow. I was 11, 12 years old. So That's like, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So oh, like man. we go, we go back that far. Wow. Wow. I mean that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. I, I have ahead, a quick man. question. When you were t- when you were that age, you're 11. You, your record super popping. Did you know anything mm-hmm. about publishing then? Like you know, like did you have your Nothing. ASCAP or BMI, and your parents made sure you're good, or or did it have to be under their well, name because you were under 18? Well, all I knew at that time was SoCan. Okay. And SoCan is like the equivalent of ASCAP right. or whatever mm-hmm. in yeah. mm-hmm. Canada. So I was registered as a SoCan artist, but. I I guess my father just wanted to because my dad was managing me at the time, so mm. I guess he just wanted to protect me, and Great. and uh, you know he wanted to keep me creative. But as I got older, I started to understand what was really happening. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But yeah, I, I was really naive, just like a kid. Just I didn't even really want to do music per se, but mm. I loved it. Obviously, it was like it was like second nature to me. But when it became like a a, a job, when it was like a when it was like my duty to make sure that I had this amount of records done mm-hmm. by such and such date, you know, deadlines and shit, I just couldn't handle that kind yeah. of pressure. And then you're I so wanted young. to play fucking, exactly. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play fucking WWE No Mercy <laughs> on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and this nigga's telling me I gotta go to the studio. And I'm like, bro, yeah. I just wanna fucking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I wanna you're power like, bump. Like and then the income, the income coming in from that, you know, you're a kid, you don't even know, you're just like performing. But, you know, that's like you, their survival was almost like dependent on you, you know, working. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe yeah, not. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, my dad, like, he he's one of those, like, super entrepreneurial type mm. dudes. Like, he just had a whole bunch of different um, fucking streams of income at the time. So he wasn't really too worried about, like, you know, me getting in the studio like that. But he, he wanted to, I guess he wanted to see me, um, you know, kind of, like, realize my potential. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted me to to understand what I possessed in terms of talent. So he would always push me and and, and make sure that I'm not neglecting that, you know? Mm. So I always, like, I, I got a respect for my dad, like, mm. in terms of, like, pushing me in that direction. But at that time, I wouldn't, I couldn't appreciate it, you know? I just mm. thought he was, like, forcing me to push it. But now I completely understand what it really was about. Wow, so it sounds it sounds like you really just you prefer to create without really much pressure. Like you want to just like create the yeah, stuff that you yeah. want to, like, right? That's something I'm still getting used to. Like, you know, the, the fact that there's people that are, you know, looking for stuff and, you know, like, oh, you got studio on Friday, you know what I mean? And then you got to go in. Like, I'm, I'm still kind of getting used to that whole aspect because like the whole process of creation for me is just vibes and just energy. And just me, you know, feeling shit out, but not necessarily um, sitting around my, sitting in front of my laptop, like, all right, I got to make this type of thing, or I got to make that type of thing, yeah. you feel me? So, yeah. So let's, let's, um, do you going to say something? Okay. Let's, um, let's forward, I don't know how you moved that. I thought you were going to say something. Um, let's, let's forward, fast forward to um, this, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. 
project mm-hmm. by Drake because I think that was that was the actual album that um that got me put onto you. That was when I first heard yeah. you know, saw your name and everything and and it's it's actually yeah. really amazing to know that there's like a whole history before that album mm-hmm. with like Meeting Boy Wonder mm-hmm. and T minus and everything. But I wanna I wanna talk about um these place this the placements you've had on there because um yeah. you know that that so the joints on there that you did are like some of my <laughs> favorite 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 yeah. favorite joints oh, man yeah. so i want to talk about this yeah. one record you did on on this project um and you did this with a boy wonder it's called 10 bands yeah yeah so so paint paint that picture because i feel like 10 bands like kind of became uh a blueprint for like a lot of right. a oh, lot of yeah. new shit coming yeah, out. Yeah. Like I, f- I feel yeah, like absolutely. a lot of people are influenced from that particular song. So, can you paint that picture of like how that placement happened, how the song came about, like who did what, and all absolutely. that good stuff? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, me and Wonder were just out in LA, just like vibes and 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 um, as we like to say it in Toronto, like we're just vibes and just just making shit and. Um, I don't know, man. It, like, he just uh, opened up his folder, was going through some Frank Duke shit, because I think that was, like, the first few times that they were working together and mm. getting shit popping. And then he just pulled that shit up and cut it. And then we were just, like, going back and forth. I can't even remember exactly how, like, who did what on the beat. But, like, I just know at, at the end of that, like, I didn't even I didn't even remember that beat existed. <laughs> up until uh he hit me That's like crazy. maybe a couple weeks later and he was like yo drake body that shit that we did and i'm like what shit <laughs> and, he your voice. and i was like oh shit like you know what i mean like yeah. i'm not gonna lie like that beat was one of the ones where i was like uh i don't know about this one. you That's know funny. what i mean but that's crazy yeah but Wonder just like he has an ear, you know what I mean. So yeah. he knows what to work for, mm-hmm. for who and what. That's why he's so successful to this day. Like yeah. he knows who to send shit, mm-hmm. and that's like an intangible that a lot of people don't have. Like it's mm-hmm. the fact that yo, like you can just imagine somebody on it, you send it to them, and it's perfect. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, and what I respect I a lot like, about like Boy Wonder mm-hmm. is really just you know a lot of people we've spoken to is just building with other producers like bringing them up you know everyone mentions boy wonder and you know the way he puts he brings other producers under Mm -hmm. his wing and helps them grow and also collaborates with them that's big because a lot of producers are very self self Mm -hmm. you know yeah Yeah. right 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 honestly i felt like i feel like one is one of the ones that like revolutionized collaborations Mm -hmm. like when it comes to the beach because like uh, other dudes will be like you know, they will, they will be working with niggas and, and have niggas working under them and then, like, take the full credit and not give them any yeah. shine. You know, one has never been that type of person. He's always, like, accommodating and willing to share that, that stage. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With with guys coming up under him or coming, coming up with him. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I have, like, the utmost respect for him in that sense. In yeah. every sense. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and you see the results that are happening yeah. from it. Like mm-hmm. Drake is making some Yo, of his best everybody. music ever. You right. have like yeah. Wanda. Mm-hmm. You have you. You have Six Sense mm-hmm. Finals. Alan Boy, Ritter. you know, Alan Ritter, Frank mm-hmm. Dukes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. list goes on. Wonder Girl. I mean, mm-hmm. the list list goes on. And that's a, that's all star. That's an all star cast right there. Like oh, yeah. for any for any of those names, like if they're assigned to anybody's album, like all of us, like 
that would be an all-star album for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, the production would be insane. So, yeah, yeah. man, one that, one that has that ear, like, I don't know, bro. He's he's a special guy. He's a special guy, man. He's one of the mm-hmm. one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And then met. also the fact that he he let go of that that fucking that that boy wonder kit early in the game. Oh hell yeah, like, he did. He was one of the first to, ones. He didn't have to do that at all, and I feel like that, mm-hmm. that also changed the sound of, of the game. Like that changed the, the the landscape of it because like you got a lot of dudes now that can just like throw a whole bunch of shit together and it sounds decent because they're using the boy wonder kid yep. you feel me so exactly exactly you know? <laughs> exactly so he definitely shit and he birthed a lot of the, the new generation For of sure. producers that are coming up oh, right now time. absolutely and it's music that's definitely gonna still be great in the long run mm-hmm. longevity yep. you know yeah, and then the cool thing is, is, is it's not like he's finding these guys because they already have a hit on the radio and he's reaching out. He's finding these guys exactly. at like a local beat battle exactly. yeah. saying, yo, I fuck with your <laughs> shit. Let me get I your like contact. It, so exactly. After, when me and Wanda, like we knew each other for all these years mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, low-key shifting into production, like transitioning more into production and focusing more on that. And um, I went up against Wonder Girl at the beat battle in 2012 in Toronto. Oh, shit. Wow. And he heard about it. He heard about it because we 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 were in touch for a little while. You know what I mean? Like we got back uh, we got back in touch with each other on Twitter like maybe a year prior to the 2012 beat battle. But like it's always been on some yo like is everything straight? Like you good? Long time? Like we'll catch up? You know what I mean? But like mm. when I when I went up against Undergirl at that beat battle. I guess like a lot of the buzz surrounded that particular showdown between me and her and he heard about it and he reached out to me and he's like, yo, I heard you at the beat battle. Like come to my house. So I, went to his house and played him. I went to his house and played him a whole bunch of beats and he's just like, yo, let's get it. Like simple as that. Next thing you know, I have a fucking contract in my email. I'm jumping up and down me and my brother. Like, yo, let's, like it's about to be on. And then it was on from there. That's amazing. Damn. That's that's just an amazing yeah. story, man. Like, yeah, wow. Man. And and the thing I love about it is that there's this like really strong connection with you guys um, mm-hmm. up up there in Toronto. Yeah. It's, you guys are really, mm-hmm. you know, championing the collaboration aspect of everything. It's and, like it's like Atlanta. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's just like it's like people are not scared or like egotistical of working together. Yep. You know, like people are open yeah. to well, you I'll, know. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll say that in the production world. No, yeah, that's yeah for sure. That's what I mean. Especially there's definitely, like, a, mm-hmm. there's definitely a camaraderie there in yeah. the production world, mm-hmm. but there's still there's still a few steps we need to take yeah, for us for to, sure. to to move forward together as we should as mm-hmm. a whole. Exactly. So you met, you know, you and Boy Wanda connected. You did the beat battle, and um, yeah. you start working. You get a couple placements on this. If you're reading this, it's too late. Things are starting mm-hmm. to move. Fast forward to Rihanna. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Work. Work. <laughs> Work. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know that was a that, that's a moment. That that's a moment. That's a moment. Man. moment. That's an immortal moment. I mean, you're you're you've yeah. now etched yourself in history, bro. Yeah. You know. So paint that picture because obviously there's a handful of you guys um, that collaborated on that record, uh, and we yeah. spoke about it a little bit on um, on this show already. But I really want to kind of mm-hmm. get your um, perspective 
and take on um, kind of the creation of that because you know most of the uh, mo- most of the listeners on on our show are music producers. So a, a very interesting yeah. thing we always want to know is like how a particular record was created, especially a smash record. So um, you know you got you, you have Boy Wonder on here, Alan Ritter's on here. Um, and a couple writers. So paint, paint that picture for us. How, how was this, this song made? Well, honestly, it's, it's another one of those things where we're just like, we've been going at it for days. But like, eventually there's a synergy that just like, I mean, we always had a synergy with each other. Like everybody that we've worked with, like me, Vinyls, Alan, Wanda, Frank, everybody involved in the in the immediate circle. So like, um, I don't know, like for some reason, I, like I was making dancehall beats and Wanda was feeling like making dancehall beats too. And like coincidentally, we were just on the same wave. You know what I mean? So like it got to a point where we were just sending shit back and forth. And, like, we were actually going back into, like, our Jamaican upbringing and listening to a lot of the shit we grew up on. And um, I don't know. Like, we were just in the studio one day, and uh, Wanda had this idea, and he, he started working on it. Like, we were listening to the Sail Away Rhythm, which was, like, mm-hmm. a, a pretty, a pretty uh, like, it's like a B-side, I would like to say, like, rhythm. Like, it wasn't the most popular rhythm at the time. Right. But... It, it definitely had a melody that stood out, and I think it was the that shit. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we just started building from that. So Wanda started it off, and then we were just switching seats. Like you know what I mean? Like whoever wow. fucking had something to contribute to it was just contributing, and that is one of those things where I, I can't remember who did what on what. But like at the end of the at the end of the session, we forgot about it. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. We didn't even know. And then, like, like I don't know. It's like I'm the type of person that'll make something and fucking delete it. Like vinyls is the same way too. Like you'll delete shit and like not send it to nobody. Yeah, like, that's there's like been me. a few. A few yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like there's been a few instances like where I've gotten placements on shit. I, I don't even. I ne- I didn't even remember. I sent yeah. out, but. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so at the end of the session, like, I didn't even remember that. And then me and Wanda had another session in Toronto, maybe like uh, like six months later. And he just starts playing a Party Next Door reference. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy, bro. And he's like, yeah, like, yo, this is fire. And he's like, yeah, I think Rihanna likes it. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, it's about to be on, bro. <laughs> and then... Like two months later, like I wake up in the morning and like I see I see the big press run that they're doing. Like Rihanna's about to drop this single, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, oh fuck! Like it's really <laughs> happening, bro. Yeah. Wow. And then it, it it came out, and I I can remember like like running around my whole fucking <laughs> foyer, my house. That's crazy. Oh man. My mom screaming like she sees it on the news. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, damn, like. Shit's about to change, like, for the better. Like, you know what I mean? I remember telling her that. So that was, like, one of those crazy things for me. Like, like that's one of those feelings that you can't reproduce. You know what I'm saying? Unless you get another number one then. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, exactly. like, I remember doing that complex interview, and I'm like, yo, I know this is going to number one. Before, before it even impacted the chart, I already knew. Yeah. It's one of those records that you just know. Like, when you hear it, yeah. I just, I you just know. knew, bro. I just knew. You know, I mean, the wonderful, the crazy thing about that, and we spoke to um, Alan Ritter about the record, too, and how it was just like, 
you guys just made the record and didn't even really think about anything. It just you made it yeah, and didn't yeah. think it was gonna be a smash, didn't think it would be Rihanna, no. just moved on to the no, next thing. No. And, and I feel like that's like the common denominator with like hit records or yeah. any record that for ma- that matters. It's like you just do it. The producers go in and they do it without thinking. Yeah. And then all of that's a sudden it turns into something crazy. It turns into something crazy, bro. And that's the beauty of it, man. That's mm-hmm. why like I tend to like stay away from A and R's and shit because like I, I I don't like when people feel like they can give me some particular guidance on something that they don't understand. And a lot of these yeah. A&Rs, like, in my opinion, don't really understand the process. You know what I mean? Like, and and it's, it's, a, it's an organic thing always. And all the most successful records or all the things that are timeless to me, in my opinion, like, I feel like they just happened organically. Or everything I've been a part of has just been an organic um, situation. Yeah. You know, so... It sounds great because you know, it sounds like, you know, you guys were locked in and there was no thought behind it. Everything was just feeling. And you, like you said, vibes, you know, so you just yeah, you put like, your head down and you work. Yeah. Go ahead. Pretty much anybody in that room could have been a part of that vibe. You know mm. what I mean? Because it was just that's just how it was flowing. You know, mm. but it just so happened that it was just three of us and we were just fucking just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just one of those things where we don't have to overdo anything. Like nobody's mm. trying to like. You know, outdo anybody on anything. Mm-hmm. It just it was just flowing, and it just became something. That's and I the think beautiful. that's when things work out the most. Yeah. You know, when it's exactly. good energy, kind of like what you asked me last time, where you were like, yeah. you know, when you're in a session with someone, how is it like? You know, how does it? How do you make it a good session? And yeah. I think that's one of the most important yeah. things. It's like good vibes, good energy. Everyone's on the same page. You're not like worried about competing with each other mm-hmm. or trying to, no, you know, outshine absolutely. someone. Collaboration. Exactly. Yeah. Just everybody collaborating. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's important. another thing with me too. That's another thing with me too. Like when it, when it comes to working with artists, like I don't ever force myself to get in the room with anyone. You know what I mean? Like I just like I'll I'll send beats and and you know if if they feel like it would be dope for us to get in together, then let's do it. But, you know, I don't I don't ever try to force a vibe to happen, bro. Like, I, I, I just believe in things naturally taking its course. So true. It's so true. You know, yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm uh, Seven, I'm curious to ask you, because we were having this conversation earlier, and we were talking about leasing beats. Oh, yeah. And, like, we, <laughs> and you know, Illmind oh, went... Yeah, and, like, you know, Illmind went on that crazy Twitter rant, like, you know, within the past day or two. <laughs> But um, so, I didn't even, I didn't even see that. Oh yeah, yeah go look, back. It's just pretty, look it's at it. Look great. at it, and, and 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 please like retweet me and cosign me. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so uh, so seven seven. This is Atlas, and and I want to ask you. You know, we were talking about leasing beats, and you know, there's people out there. You know, buy two beats, get one free, twenty five dollars, fifty dollars, yeah. all that game is going on how do you feel and did was there a time where you were doing it and how do you feel about that whole leasing and you know struggle rappers buying your beats kind of thing how do you feel about all that <laughs> it's deep i told honestly, you it's deep honestly like i there was a point in my life where i felt pressure to do something like that you know what i mean i'm not gonna lie to you like maybe like in 2013 i just felt like i was this like young kid like i felt like i had enough potential and you know if i was heard by the right person that like you know i could i could probably turn um you know i could send them a couple beats and turn it into a situation or something like that so i would like 
and or and I was also just trying to like see if I could make any bread off this for real before I like go back to school or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um. Anyway, I, I almost felt pressured in, like enough to do something like that. But then what happened was I um, I flipped it and I created this project called Hidden Hand, where I just like put a whole bunch of like songs or not songs, but a bunch of beats that I believed in together, and just put it out there for free. And shout out to Nation of Nah, right? He kind of helped me. Uh, he helped me with the visibility and get it onto all these blogs and shit. Mm. So, um, all these like you know, SoundCloud rappers, so to speak, and just guys that didn't have a deal, like independent rappers that were just trying to do something with their lives, you mm -hmm. know, seeing, testing the waters to see what, what could happen, like if they rapped on somebody's beat. A lot of these kids were like taking, like ripping the beats off of that project and doing that shit anyway without yeah. even me having to lease it or anything. So I don't know, like, I don't necessarily believe in like, um, I don't know, like, it just wasn't really my thing to try to get money out of people for my, for my beats. <clears throat> I'd rather like a song first before you pay for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. In that, in that situation in particular. Nowadays, like, if you're working with majors, then it's whatever. Like, you know, you get paid on the front and back end. Cool. But, like, for you, like, at that point, for me to, like, want to work with you or for you to pay me for a beat, I would have to actually enjoy you as an artist. Mm, so for yeah. those kids out there, like, I, I, I understand why they do what they do because they're probably in their dorms, like, hella fucking hungry, yeah. you know, probably eating out of a can and mm -hmm. just trying to make some bread, you know, mm -hmm. to survive and get through college and see what could probably happen with if, if, you know, the right person jumps on their beat. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think it's cool, you know what I mean? Like, I understand it to a certain degree. But then you have, like, some guys that are, you know, like, I, I also believe in preserving the integrity of your art. Right. We're just saying that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, I don't... Uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was saying, like, I, I believe in preserving the integrity of your art. So if you're going to say, yo, get two for five dollars, like, like, what's the value in your production? Like, I yep. feel like your true value is what you believe you're worth. You know what I'm saying? So if you believe two of your beats are worth, like, five bucks, then, you know, I don't I don't feel like you you might not have a prosperous career or you yeah. might sell yourself short and get fucked over in a lot of situations. So. Exactly. I've seen we were just saying earlier, I've seen 99 cent beats, bro. Ninety nine yeah. cents. I'm so, I still can't believe that. I can't believe that. Yo, you can buy a Brillo. I was saying you can buy a couple. That's the value of a Brillo yeah, tag, like, bro. How do you how do you justify that? That's you know, the like, price like, of I mean, an Arizona. Yeah, no, Arizona is actually a buck fifty now. Is it? I think. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's a dollar. And the it's hood a buck. is a dollar. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's a dollar in the hood. My my neighborhood is gentrified, so. <laughs> No, oh. seven, seven. I feel you though, because if you're selling your yeah. beats at twenty five or fifty dollars a pop, that means like you're not even really feeling your beat. Because if you did, you would think it'd be worth not. like ten grand. Yeah. You know exactly, bro. Yeah. Like, like your value is really what you believe you should be paid. Like in my mm -hmm. opinion, like yeah. you know, right now I could, I could be a fucking, I could be a dickhead and be like, yo, I want twenty stacks of beat. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But like that's what I truly believe I'm worth. Yeah. then somebody's going to have to pay that. And I, I, I feel like I have the credentials to back it up. Although, like, that's not something I would personally do. But, right. you know, just, to, just, just for argument's sake, like, I could be like, yo, I'm worth it because of this and that. You feel mm -hmm. me? So Facts. That's true. That's true. So, um, it's a, de it's a really like, delicate subject, you know, because, mm -hmm. yeah. you yeah, know, on the, one, on the one hand, 
you know, there's guys out there that are leasing and selling beats at low price point, right. but high volume. And yo, there's there's guys out there that are making thousands of dollars a month. Yep. They're paying their yo, rent. Yo, I know, I know dudes that I know dudes that been on that grind for the last ten years, and they're driving fucking like i eights and shit like that. So yep. you know, there's mm-hmm. people that have found success with doing that and found like mm-hmm. ways to rape like the algorithms on like SoundClick or some shit and right. get themselves into the top ten. You know, so they're they're like yeah. the most visible artist or producer on there. Wow. And then you got kids that just wanna do something and, and, and make something of themselves that are buying these beats for hella cheap, making mixtapes and then like going to South by and like trying to hustle. So I understand it, man. Like it's it's a it's it's there's two sides to it for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said algorithms on SoundClick. I fuck with you, man. Yeah. SoundCloud. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yo, man, like bro, I've been I've been I've been coming up in this shit for a minute so i've been seeing all of these hustles man mm-hmm. like i i know what these kids been doing like you know but there's some that have have uh definitely made the most out of those things and have publishing mm-hmm. deals now out of that shit so you know i don't i can't knock anybody yeah, yeah i think it's sure. kind of like what i was saying earlier it's just like you know it, it depends on your goals know your worth you know know your value uh, because of course, like of ill course. mind started and, and like it, that before where you said you were selling beats and you know yeah. just giving stuff to artists that you didn't really you know believe in but you started to it's realize that you wanted something bigger and better so yeah. i think it's just the picture that you're painting for your career and just your personal life what yeah, you what, yeah. you're, what you prefer here's exactly I feel like I feel like it's, it's it's sacrifice. It's also knowing what you're worth, and like, you know, you never you never know what can happen out of a situation like that, man. Like, look at uh, Six Sense for example. Like Bryson Tiller was hitting him up seven years ago when he was nobody, mm-hmm. not doing anything, just a kid from Louisville. Like, and and Six Sense just took a chance on him and gave him a few beats and look where Bryson's at today. And, and six is in the immediate circle because he didn't ignore that kid. You know what I mean? Like he, he heard him out. So yeah, those, I, that's those amazing. Things can happen. Those things right. can happen. You just yeah. never know. That's why it's like, I'm, I fight for the argument of working with artists that inspire you because if you're a good producer, then most, you most likely have good taste in music. So if you hear an artist like, you know, the Sixth Sense and um, Bryson Tiller example, you hear artists mm-hmm. and you fuck with them because you're a fan, then there's, there's a better chance that that artist might reach, right. you know, a level of success and yep. you're going to be along exactly. for that ride. Mm-hmm. So really, exactly. you're, 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 exactly. you're upping, you're increasing your chances of success by right. working with only the people that you like yeah. because... They have a better mm-hmm, chance mm-hmm. of, you know, yep. blowing up. So it, there's, there's, there's like a kind of a science to it as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like a valid conversation, you know? Yeah, because you could yeah, sell a absolutely. decent beat to an artist that's not good at all. And it's like the beat's not going to make yeah. him, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? So it's not going to yeah, go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, your beats have to be good for mm-hmm. one, for sure. Yeah, they have to be good. But First yeah, and man. foremost, they got to be good. And then like we always say, you yeah. know, you know, hits, hits are written. So really? you could have a beat that's just okay, but ex, you know someone writes to it, you know a Drake or Rihanna, whoever, yeah. and it makes the track ten times better. Where if you just heard ten the track instrumental, you'd be like, "Ah, it's cool, mm-hmm. you know, it's alright." Yeah. But yeah. then boom, they put some top yeah. line on it, and you're like, "Wow, Out smash!" Yeah, 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 smash. yeah. So you definitely want to align some... align with upcoming, you know, artists. You know what I mean? Sure. Definitely, definitely. 
Well, I'm I'm looking. I, I hope I have the same luck as Sick because he he's done it twice over with Bryson and Khalid. So yeah, man, you know? Sick is batting a thousand <laughs> right now, man. Yeah, man. He's special. <laughs> he's special. We had a lot of fun um, having him on the show. show, man. Yeah, he's he's amazing, and, and just I, I'm just so championing the the Toronto movement because yeah. it's all rooted in passion it's rooted in authenticity and like all you guys care about the music man Mm -hmm. like you guys care about the music man well like i'll backtrack and when i was (laughs) dating this girl in scarborough (laughs) like yo (laughs) my man my man i'm gonna put frank on the spot my man frank dukes um his his (laughs) producer name was phase one not a lot of people know that. Oh, wow. Yeah, P-H-A-S-E-O-N-E. And um, I met Frank through the undergroundhiphop.com producer forums and shit. And oh, like, he was shit. just, he yo, was a regular I, producer. Yeah, so like he did Red Bull Big Tune yeah. and like he produced some shit for Ghostface. He was like a digger, right? right. And he wasn't Frank Brooks right. at the time. Right. And when I was dating, dating this chick, that was the first time I met Frank. I was like, yo, man, you up here? So I met him and it was like, you know, this is like white kid. And I'm like, yo, yo, phase one, what's up, man? Yeah. Blah, blah. So then like <laughs> his his story is so crazy because he found like a passion and a niche and he like yeah. did it and executed it and like he didn't know what was going to happen and and like all of a sudden all these amazing things start happening for him and like the mm-hmm. fact that that he was able to connect with like you and boy wonder and like all all of you guys like were able to like at some point connect with each other that were in and around toronto i think that's yeah. an amazing amazing like impactful story yeah. man mm-hmm. Yo, it's like a whole, it's a whole new level of shit right now in the city. Cause like, I, I was just pondering that thought a couple of days ago, actually. Like, I was off the Henny and I'm like, yo, like. <laughs> Shout out to Henny. Whole, Shout out like, to Henny. Come on. Yo, get, let's get that sponsorship, Henny. <laughs> but I realized like the whole landscape of Toronto changed, bro. Like on so many different levels, like we actually have legit celebrity out the city now. And we have people that are, are making real checks. Like 10, 10, 15 years ago, like I'm still young, I'm only 25, but I can remember being like a 10 year old with, with, with music out and like going to, to label meetings and shit. And they would just be talking about like, oh, like Toronto people are cool, but like we're, we're, we're concerned about authenticity and like, you know, like whether or not like, these people are believable or like they, they, they thought that we were corny. You know what I'm saying? And then fast forward to now, like you got fucking Abel, who's like a living legend right now. Like, Oh yeah. He's like, like he's, I don't know. Like I, I, his whole come up is ridiculous. Like I, I've never seen anything like it, like in a while, you know what I mean? Just somebody that I know from Scarborough that was homeless. And now he's like running shit literally. Yeah. And uh, Drake, you got uh, Bieber, you got Party, you got fucking Division, you got all all types of these people, bro. And and like when they're out in the city now, like it's it's a whole different aura, a whole different feel. Like when these people are in the building, and I remember before, like somebody like I, like no disrespect, but like Tiger would come to the city and it, it would be pandemonium. You know what I mean? But now we have our own celebrities out of the city. And then on the producer scale, you have, like, I remember it was only Wanda and Minus at one point. And yeah. now you have Wanda, Minus, Wanda Girl, Murda, me, fucking yeah. uh, 1985. You got fucking Frank Dukes. Like, Shout to Murda, man. All people. Shout to Murda, man. That guy, that, that kid is kids. crazy. 
He's crazy, bro. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's crazy, He's out crazy, here. crazy. But you got you got all these kids now that have legitimate hit songs under their belt and legitimate credentials, and we come over here on this side, and it's like we we receive so much love and like mm-hmm. people are so intrigued by us, and it's like a, it's an amazing thing to experience and to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like I, I like you know I walk in a certain. Uh, um, sessions or buildings or meet or meet certain people and they might not know the face but they definitely know the name and it's incredible like you know what I mean I don't expect it half the time but you ever, it just goes to show you how powerful music is it's powerful you ever walk into like a restaurant or like a club or somewhere and you hear work and you see like you're just thinking in your head like you think in your head like man this this dude this bartender right now has no idea mm-hmm. that like <laughs> Everyone's vibing, dancing to it. Yeah, you know that ever I happened. I can definitely say this. Like around the time, um, not even work because when work came out, I kind of just laid low. But um, mm. when when ten bands just dropped, um, like I was like just hungry. Like actually, when ten bands dropped, I was actually in LA with President Jeff and the whole uh, Team Toronto. We we're doing a nice. Team Toronto versus Team LA beat battle. Wait, I remember that. I was supposed to go to, was yes. that, that was uh, a few years ago. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah I was supposed to go, but I, I had another gig that night, but I was, there, I was telling Jeff like, yo, mm-hmm. pull up. Damn, I missed it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, bro. So, um, we came out here for, for, for that beat battle and, I remember like we had this house that we're all staying at this Airbnb and we were just talking about our aspirations and all that shit. And like, um, fucking a couple of days later, 10 bands came out, like the, the whole album came out, but I remember like linking up with some dudes that I knew from Brooklyn and like, they were trying to like manage me at the time. So what they would do is like every time the song came on, they would alert the DJ like, "Yo, this nigga right here." <laughs> it sounds like some right Brooklyn cats. That's dope though. Sound like Brooklyn cats. Yo, cat, they would try to get me to stand on couches. That's dope Yo, though. That's oh, man, that's dope. Yeah. They put their chains on me. They'll fucking <laughs> they're going crazy, bro. Like they were trying to use me to get bitches and all kinds uh. of shit. So that was like the first taste of that. Shit. And it was like, yo, you know who this nigga is right here? <laughs> yo, this is the nigga that made that 10 band shit for Drake. Like, they were telling everybody, like, any, any and everybody. So that shit was hilarious. But That's definitely, funny. like, there'd be times where I'd be hearing work in the club and shit and just seeing everybody vibing and, and just have that, like, that feeling inside. Like, yo, it, like, it's a really, like, satisfying feeling. Yeah. Just knowing that you could create something with a rhythm that makes people move and makes the girls dance and feel mm-hmm. sexy and shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So there were a lot of, a lot of children, you know, uh, being born, <laughs> being conceived. 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 Of, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> conceived. Thank you, Perfection. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yo, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of babies, and uh, and because of work, probably a lot of um, empowered people after breakups. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. You ever you ever you ever seen the uh, the dance off videos where niggas would climb up those ladders and like dive off like Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jump off like, a tree, a lot of that, that type shit. That song for sure. A lot yeah. of daggering. A lot of a lot of daggering from off a tree. A lot of aggressive dry humping, aggressive dry humping. You know, all that. Aggressive dry humping. I'm saying, I'm telling you, telling you, it's happening. It's real. It's real. Yeah, man, it's real. If you could do that, and then you got one. You got one. You call. You call one, man. Good job. 
Do that to your shit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, yo, Seven Man, um, what amazing, amazing story, man. I, I, I'm so happy for you, bro. I'm Word. so happy for just. Hey, like, man, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, everything that's happening in in music, and you know, it's it's only gonna even get better. Like, I feel like it's just starting for you. Like, it, it's only gonna get honestly, better. Honestly, honestly, I I feel the same way too, and um, I'm about to like start getting into like my artist shit again because it's been a while Good. but i feel like i feel like it's 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 time now like it's it's a crucial moment in my life like it's that turning point where you know you you turn like for example like there was like the dream and neil you know they've been a part of and have written some amazing uh timeless records and i feel like once you get the opportunity you might as well fucking go crazy and, and see what you can make out of it and i feel like right now like i have the i have the resources and i have you know i have a lot of things in place to support that so i feel like it, it, it might as well be time for me to give it a go again and see what happens amazing man well yeah. well uh we're we're rooting for you man and i'm sure. i can't wait to hear your artists too. too man i'd I, love to hear i, I might i might have <laughs> to slide i might have to slide you a couple ideas man because yeah. i already know you're Yo, just fire for sure, for sure man that'd like, be fire i'm 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 just down to build and, and, and create with everybody that I respect and I admire your work, Ilman. And uh, by the way, Zoom is like my, my shit right now. Oh, man, thank you, man. Shout, <laughs> shout to Southside, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Southside. That shit's crazy. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. appreciate it. But uh, again, I, like I'm saying, I, I think it's a, what a time to be alive. It's a great time to just be doing this because I think the resources are there the technology is there and, and it's a way for exactly. producers are getting more shine. So it's just, it's just an ill time to be a producer and you're just one, one example of many that that's really doing it. So congratulations to you, man. And, and we, well, we wish you the it, best, bro. bro. It's, it's really going to be an amazing year for you. I, I could feel it. Facts. Facts. I appreciate facts. it, man. And it's an honor and a privilege to have this talk with you guys, man. I for appreciate sure, you having me. Definitely oh. excited to see what you're, you know, Working on and yeah. what you release soon. I think so. we might exactly. have to take Blap Chat up to Toronto and go fuck with everybody. Yeah, we gotta man. do it. We gotta do it. Yo, yeah. it would be it'll be sick if you guys like did like a Blap Chat summit and just invited Ooh, all the yeah. just some Toronto shit. Everybody, everybody with a mic, everybody with a mic, and just talk for two hours. <laughs> yo, seven, yo seven, just put it out in the universe. Yeah, we gotta, yeah. 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 And we gotta have yeah. everybody okay. in the building from what? Toronto. Everybody. Boy Wonder, you, everybody, let's get T minus out. Wonder Girl, Murder Beats, Boy Wonder. Fine. Everybody, Laugh man. Chat, Toronto. I'm gonna bring my so man fine. Phase One. I mean, yeah. Frank Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call him Phase One from now on, man. I'm, I'm gonna call Frank Phase One until yeah. until. You know, until he does blab chat, I didn't. I didn't reach out to him about it yet, but I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna put him on the major, major, major spot, major spots. Yeah. Um, yo, seven. Yo, seven. Thank you for 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 joining us, man. Some amazing jewels, man. And, and it was it was an absolute pleasure, bro. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Thank you guys, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, Seth. So we'll talk soon, man. Let's give him one more round of applause. Thomas. Thomas. Yes, 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 Yo. The future is bright, my friends. One love, bro. Take over. Take care. All right, bro. Talk soon. Peace. All right, Seb. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Shout to shout to Seven oh, Thomas for such an amazing conversation. Man. It's always inspiring, man. Every guest we have on this on this show, it's like the again, this is like the million time I've said it, but like there's like one common thing with everyone. Mm -hmm. It's just like you never know when success will happen and you just gotta love this shit and just keep it going mm -hmm. you know just 
Do what you believe in. Man, the dude had a record out when he was 10, 11 years old and he was As an artist. Crazy. Crazy. Man. What a life. Man. Good for him. Big records. Now he's talking about coming back and, you know, touching that part. I mean, that's that's fire. Man. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for him, man. And, yeah, you know, if he was signed when he was 10, then he's absolutely probably better even today man, as an artist yeah yeah with all so. those years of experience yeah. and just mm. learning from his parents and then you know gaining knowledge from just other different types of resources and then the exactly. people he's around like boy wonder man and he can yeah. produce his own beats now yeah. yeah and he does his own beats it's just amazing man i i, I love it i love it wow. all um speaking of beats Oh, <laughs> that hello. one actually made sense. Hello. So we're about to get into our our my favorite segment um, called Blap or Crap. So guys, this is what we're gonna do in our segment called Blap or Crap. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go into our email and we're gonna choose your beat submissions from our email at random, and we're gonna play your beat right here. And if we like the beat, we're going to give it a blap. And if mm -hmm. we don't, we're going to give it a crap. And we're going to give you a little bit of constructive criticism. <laughs> we like to have fun on this uh, segment. So don't get your feelings hurt. It's uh, it's all fun games uh, until someone really gets hurt. <laughs> Which, uh, remember when you well, crap my you beat, bro? Know. Remember you crap my remember beat, Remember that time when... <laughs> Say some shit now. Say some shit now. Remember that time. Remember that time. Yo. But anyway, so let's get right into it. And listen, if you are interested in submitting your beat for this segment, you can you can send your MP3 attachment to info at blapchat.com. I-N-F-O at B-L-A-P-C-H-A-T dot com with the uh, subject line blap or crap. Uh, send one MP3 attachment and we'll choose you at random. Tune into our show and uh, you might just be picked. So our first submission for today uh, is um, A underscore R-M-S. So I guess it's arms or A arms. Wow, it's a terrible name. Oh, Atlas, come on. All right, maybe the beat is fire. I Let's hope go. it is. Here we go. A arms. Nope, it's not it. <laughs> it's not it. Why are you yeah. hating? No, I can tell, man. I, I can tell. I Hold can on, tell. no, no, that, that sample's fire. That's actually a Frank Duke sample. Please stop it, please. Please, spare me. 
Hells yeah to that real shit. Yeah. Glam, Glam's hip hop arm is, is legendary, by you the way. Dirty. The hip hop very there's, dirty. But there's like a specific angle. Compare it to you, your, yeah. your arm in a cast from like. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you got the little arm, like the pterodactyl arm. From the arm. wrist to the elbow. But like 90 degrees. 90 degree angle. And then. And uh, tilt it ever tilt so. It. <laughs> So it's like three o'clock to nine o'clock, so right? It's ever so swiftly, wow. yeah. you know, to let everyone know you're in the his night. Yeah, so it's <laughs> twelve to yeah. six. You got to do twelve oh to God. six o'clock. Twelve to six, maybe oh, maybe wow. six thirty, maybe six thirty. You know, a arms, a arms. I'm sorry, bit, a little bit before noon. A arms, a arms, a arms. We're this is nothing personal. We just. This is just we're having fun here. Uh, Atlas, just <laughs> yeah. start it off, bro. I, I said it one, one, in the first three seconds. You did. You I said it in the first three yeah, seconds. No, he did. He did. Low now, key. All right. Let me say this, though. The sample was dope. Thank you, Frank Dukes. Very nice sample. Yeah, the sample is fire. Uh, ARMS, arms, uh, change your underscore. It's very complicated. I don't, you know what I'm saying? But True. the track itself, yeah, you played the sample and you put a kick in the snare and a hi-hat. But it wasn't like super in the pocket, so just it's a it's a crap for me. Yeah, I'll crap it too. Um, I just think the sample was fire, and like you can make that fire, you can make that track fire. But I think the drums were like super boring. Yeah, and the snare was like that snare was way too loud. It was, yeah, it was like hurting my ears. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Stop it. Um, so yeah, just uh, get lower the volume on the snare. And then grab the MP3, drag it down to that little, uh, <laughs> that little joint. But Highlight it before it. you fix it. Before you fix it before you throw it away. Because you don't want to make it nice. Be be nice to the to the to the proper burial. Be nice to the trash bin. Proper burial. Be nice to the trash bin. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'll crap that. I'm gonna crap that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bummer. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna crap it too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think his mix needs to be a bit better. The sample was cool, but I think like the BPM was a little too slow it was like lagging some energy for me and i think the drums i was like there strip it completely strip it and play with the sample Mm -hmm. you know keep playing with the sample yeah yeah i agree i agree all right next up we have bryson uh all the way from melbourne australia um uh his name is his last name is not tiller not tiller no it's not tiller Yo. All right. 
Oh, We're having too God. much fun here, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm going to let y'all, you know, Glenn, I'm you good. start that because you I, had the, the, the arm, man. You started I was it. trying to give it a shot, but I don't know. It just, it was, I'm just going to crap it. Yeah. When my arm went yeah. up, yeah, once the hip hop arm at yeah. a right 90 degree angle. Yeah, once you get that 90 degree, man, then it's a wrap. Sorry, that's kind of what I was hearing. Listen, I wasn't even like all the way mad at that, yeah, honestly. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Honestly. Um, I don't think you should throw it in the trash, to be honest with you. I think um, you just need to re make a new beat. <laughs> Honestly, sorry. I'm sorry, man. Nah, but go back and maybe redo the drums. Like, when you have, like, a sample like that, like, just, like, give it a little bit more of rhythm. You know what I mean? Because it was just a little bit on the boring side. That's yeah. all I could say. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I will say this. The BPMs were fire. BPMs were fire. Super fire. Yeah, it was a good tempo. Yeah, tempo was out of the ballpark. Bingo! But no, I like. I agree with that. I like the sample. I thought the programming needed a lot of work. So I'd go back in there, just take everything you have out as far as the drum programming goes, and just start from scratch. Yeah. So I'm going to crap that. Yeah, All right. Me too. I'm just going to crap it. I'm going to crap it. That's All it. Right. Say no I'm more. I'm going to crap it. All right. All right. There you go. So next up, we have... um. Oh, wait, no. That's the wrong one. Next up, we have uh, Truth Willis. Okay? And the name of the beat is called My Gang. Cool. Here we go. I got you. That was Truth Willis hmm. with the beat. I'll start that off. Start it off. Start it off. Talk to him. Perfection. I'm going to blab that. Blab. I actually like that. I think that was dope. Um, I think that was dope. <laughs> yeah. I like the drum pattern. I yeah. like the drum kits he used. I think they were mixed pretty well. I think the only thing for me was like that sample or like that sound that you were using. That was your main melody. Try to you know, sweep out certain frequencies that yeah. you don't need because it was a bit overpowering in certain parts and a little yeah. piercing to the ear. But I like the direction he was going, so I'll blap that. There yeah. it is. Right. There it is. Our first mm -hmm. blap for today. All right. Glom. 
Oh, hip hop arm. You can't give that the hip hop arm. Hip hop arm came out. I'm gonna give it the hip hop arm. Okay. Crap it. Okay. I just I don't like synths used like that. Mm. It was like really overpowering. Like it was just like it was aggressive. Yeah, it was too aggressive. Yeah. Like I'm I'm more of a simple lady. Yep. Yeah. But uh, you know, it was cool. But um, nah, I'm sorry. That's why I love this segment because it's all about the it's the opinions. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I think if he, you know played with the synth a little better yeah you know oh yeah maybe it, it might it might work yeah yeah, yeah. It might, it could, it could. atlas i'm crapping it oh uh, another one yeah out of the three beats definitely the best one by far mm-hmm. actually. yeah for sure so i there's a lot of elements i liked about the track i totally agree with glam when it comes to bass i'm not a fan of of synth uh buzzing basses you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying if you would have had like a rolling 808, like right. something going on back yeah, there. That's what I was going to say. Then, he needed an 808 yeah. on there. So yeah. if there was a rolling 808 in there and maybe tuned down on like the buzzing synth bass, yeah. mm-hmm. then I think you smash it out the park. So very close. But if I'm going to blap it, I have to love everything. And that was the one yeah. thing I wasn't yeah. really crazy about. But good job, though. Yeah, Alice pretty much shut the words out of my mouth, man. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was like almost there on a blab, but then like the synth programming. Yeah. Like if he substituted that with something like iller, like not mm-hmm. as an aggressive synth or like what you said, like eight oh eight rolling mm-hmm. bass, then it would have been ill because the drums were knocking, like the yeah. pattern was there, like mm-hmm. the rhythm was there. Was good. Yeah. Yeah. Sequencing was was dope, but like that synth just like he mm-hmm. fucked it, it up. Killed so. it, yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe that's something also that you can just collaborate on. With someone exactly. Like you know Take the drums that you have You know Take the synth out And just have someone Throw on a different melody Because mm-hmm. sometimes people have Well you know A lot of times Majority of the times People have a different ear So you know They can definitely Bring a different element to it And you know Push that in the right direction Because everything else Was cool about it I think we just all agreed That that synth was a little It was um, a little harsh Too much It was like, mm-hmm. like yeah. Oh damn <laughs> like, yeah. I got scared I And was definitely like, at 808 too That's what I'm, yeah, I it was missing Forgot that. to say Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's true It's true It's like Brought about like my deepest darkest fears. Yeah. Um, next up is DG Beats. Drop it. Beats. All right, I'll go awesome. first. 
All right, Adam, so, start it. I'm going to crap it. Oh. And, I, and it's very simple because if I'm going to blap it, I have to be all the way with it. Yep, I feel you. I agree with you. That drop-off was, it it was just it. Too, way too much of a drop-off and way too long. I don't even, honestly, I would take the drop-off out and just let the beat ride and just sequence it so we know what the verses and what the choruses are, and that's good money. I agree. Yeah. I so, agree. I'm going to keep mine short, too. I, yeah. I was loving this track. Like, yeah. yo, this was almost a blap, too. I'm going to crap it, but all you got to do really is just delete that part, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then, like, the snare was a little loud. loud. Like, lower that yep. snare down. Mm-hmm. It was like the mix could have been better. Yeah. But the elements are there, bro. Like, you're almost there with it. Mm-hmm. Just get rid of that, that drop. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm going to crap that, too. I'm sorry. Just to keep it short and sweet, I agree with you guys, too, yeah. on that, you know, that drop. And then that snare, yeah, that's one of the first things I noticed the snare was just coming in a little too hard so try to bring that down a couple dbs maybe 2.5 or something yeah exactly uh yeah that would also be a crap for me Mm -hmm. um yeah the drop off it was like too the transition between the two was like too like it was just like not complimenting like just cut it out yeah like if you're gonna do a drop make it shorter sweeter and not so uh bare like all of a sudden like it was Mm. just like Oh shit! Where did everything go? Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? So mm-hmm. yeah, I crap that and yeah, bye. All right, man. <laughs> yeah, peace. All right, our next submission is a uh, Johan Sebastian. Johan, where are you? Hi, I'm gonna count to ten. Sure, it almost it sounds like like post menopause music. You sounds know what sounds I'm like Luther Vandross is about <laughs> to come out. Bingo, bingo, <laughs> man, oh man. Listen, I'm I'm not even gonna <laughs> shit on you because listen, there's a time and place for that beat. I believe yeah. in that beat. Yeah. Licensing, I believe in that beat Y'all because no, listen, hear me out. I believe in that beat. I'm gonna crap you though, but. I believe in that beat because if you get the right mature artist on there, mm-hmm. you can get this shit. Mm-hmm. Mature people are going to fuck with that, <laughs> Moving man. and grooving. I'm no, telling you, it's moving, it's grooving, people. it's shaking, and oh, it's it's no. happening it's in the smooth. town. It's hip. It's smooth, and it's, 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 how do you oh, say, how do you, how do they say it? It, it's just it's 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 grooving. It's moving it's and grooving. Groovy. It's moving and grooving oh, that wreck. It makes my shoulder. Yeah, Glenn yeah, got the idea. Were, you, were, you were dancing there. I a was grooving, bit, man. 
No, yeah, I have the be like elevator degree. music at like a yeah. really nice. I'm just gonna keep this yeah. one ready for the next beat. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> she got like, the arm ready. Like that's like <laughs> the that's arms like, on deck. That's the hip hop like arms kid. on deck. That's like that's like my teenage my teenagers age 25 and 28 are yeah. finally moved out the house. Yeah, yeah. And like, I got yeah, my yeah, wine. Yep, yep. Let's go. Like, it's just so uh, you know grooving. <laughs> It yeah. felt like that I'll be sure, like, a, like Bobby Brown was about black? to come out. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna crap it though. Yeah. I'm still gonna I'm crap. Gonna I'm still gonna crap. Nothing else to say about it. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, give him a lot yeah. of shine. Looks got a dis- lot of shine. Yeah. Yeah, look disturbed. Yeah, straight yeah, up. We're still talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was still talking about this. But yeah, I'll crap that too. Okay. I think you know the direction was cool if you were going a certain direction. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean. I'm gonna say that I appreciate the musicality from it. If if uh, Blap Chat was done in 1997, then so, maybe yeah. would have, or 1987. <laughs> so yeah, moving along. Uh, yeah. Oh, all right, let's keep it going. Um, our next submission is by Risotto. Um, pardon if I mentioned it wrong. Risotto, Risotto, Risotto Mata, Mata from Finland, all the way from Finland. All, all right. right, first one, first submission. Let's go, Finland. Finland in the house. Got potential. Played like goons yeah. and goblins. Or Wait, it was, it was let me fast to forward nasty. to that. This part. I heard the vocal. Like yeah, that, yeah, what's yeah, gonna, yeah. Uh, this is gonna you be. This is gonna. This is gonna. This is. I feel this is gonna be a multiple opinionated nations. Is is, is on this. Uh, Alice, Finland, you start off the opinionation. Yeah, I'm gonna crap that. It was cool. I, and there were parts. That, there were parts that I enjoyed, um, but it was too ambient and like that ambient or everything was just a lot of ambient there sounds. There was a lot going, going on. on at the I end. wanted to hear some open and some space. Yeah. I wanted to take that ambient or, uh, organs out. And it almost happened when those vocal chops came in. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is going to be it. But more ambient. 
cool though. Like yeah. I could smoke and chill to that, but you know, yeah. but like mm-hmm. I'm gonna crap it, bro. Okay, crap it. okay. Perfection. I'll crap that. Another crap. Yeah, I think the things needed to be better. It just like you said, there were there was a lot going on. You yeah. know, certain it it kind of lost me because mm-hmm. there was so much going on. You know, yeah. with the transitions. It was just it was a lot. Yeah, that's like the type of record that like i'd have to sit down and listen to a couple times before i can yeah. understand it True. and Appreciate then it. even be like okay this is cool or yeah. nah yeah you know what i mean it ain't it ain't grab me the first go no. so i'm gonna crap that crap glams mm, crap crap she had the hip-hop arm up. you have to wait for the poop I, I couldn't do it, it to that one. It was boo. Yeah. I couldn't do a hip hop arm. Too. No, no hip hop arm on that it's one. Boo boo. Yeah, I'm gonna crap it too. But listen, you're you're actually. I can yeah. hear a lot of cool techniques he's doing, mm-hmm. um, and, and and you sound really talented, man. But um, that particular beat just wasn't wasn't the one. But um, I'm sure you have something good in your stash. You know, like because he's doing a lot of like cool side chaining and like he took his time with this shit. Yeah. It just it just the picture ended up not being. Um, so hot, you know. Okay, um, so yeah, that was our last submission for today. Was it? Yeah. It was. Oh, there's sure one. Was. We, there was one. Oh, we do have one more. There should be one in there. Ooh, we do have one more. Mm-hmm. I saw a random one. I thought. Yeah, there's a random cool. one here, right? There you go. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, there's a random one on here. So this next one, this is <laughs> our last to be one slick for and today. Send three beats, though. What is up with that? It's only the, one. Okay. This is this is our our is last this? submission is for is today. This, this is uh, nothing special. This is from nothing special. Nothing I know special. This person. You know nothing special. I know nothing oh. special. Oh, hey. mm. whoa! Let's see. Well, let's if, see what happens. Let's, let's see, see if this is special. We're gonna give him a fair a fair shot. Here we go. What's the name of this? No bias. This one is called uh, On Guard. All right. All right. Here we go. No bias. We're gonna be fair. about to put my own hip-hop arm out. <laughs> hip-hop arm. We got two hip-hop arms out. I might as well. <laughs> Back at the barbecue. Hey. South, South, South Bronx. <laughs> the birthplace <laughs> of real hip-hop. hip-hop. Oh my it's God. all about Graffiti <laughs> Rocking the crowd Ones and the twos The ones and the twos Rocking the set Hip-hop, Let's don't go stop. Don't stop hey. South Bronx hey. New York City Are you here? Wow. Say it with me <laughs> Between that voice and that arm uh, Yeah man. This is art. how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Could I start it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to have to crap it. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, because, mainly because the sample, like, it wasn't, I couldn't hear any, like, chords or, like, any, yeah. like, 
any like direction in the notes. So it just sounded like, oh, it just sounded like mush for the right. actual sample. So the fact that that was the whole core of the song was like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the drums was cool, mm-hmm. but yeah, that sample was like death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's why it's a crap. There wasn't any melody. Yeah, I'm gonna crap that. Nothing special. Oh, sorry, nothing oh, special. Yeah. Nothing no. special turned out to be nothing, nothing special. special. You're fired. Put the boom. I had no, to say I'm it like kidding. I was Carrie Washington. Oh no, not Carrie Washington. Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Oh, Sex in the City. I <laughs> yeah. love that show. I agree with the sample, and I agree with the. There's no melody, and I think the hi hats were a little too. Um, they were a little too much. A little they were a little bit. too overpowering. Yeah. But I like the drum pattern. You know, it was a cool direction. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I like the drum pattern. I think the hi hats were a little harsh. Yeah, and it just needed some type of melody. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it sounded experimental. Yeah, like you just kind of randomly clicked yeah. stuff on mm-hmm. the screen, and it just ended up not not being anything. So yeah, uh, I agree. All right, two things. First thing, nothing special. I mean, I would change your name because that's like saying mediocre beats. You know what I'm saying? So I would change your name. You can keep it. Um, But the beat was nothing special, in my opinion. I would like I do agree, though, with Glam. The sample you used was cool. I would have liked to hear you maybe do that for like eight to 16, maybe just for the verse Mm -hmm. and then go somewhere else in the chorus. So I wasn't mad at the sample, but um, I'm going to crap that, man. True. 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 That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, cool. it's cool man cool. so that was that was uneventful black or crap again yeah. yeah listen guys come with it y'all come with it stop playing you know and listen it's not about like it, it, it's not even really about like you know trying to impress us it's yeah. more like send your beat in and get an opinion yeah mm-hmm. and it's really just it's a great way to kind of mm-hmm. see where you stand yeah, yeah. you know and it's all fun you know yeah. it's constructive Always. criticism Always you know fun. sometimes we have a lot yeah. of fun but you know it's all it's all in you know good spirit yeah and, you know just giving you good feedback so. exactly but like i say time and time again it's like if all four of us like something oh it's huge i mean mm-hmm. it's probably good you know it's what huge. i mean it's probably pretty good. So mm-hmm. if you want to submit, um, just send your MP3 to info at blabchat.com with your uh, email subject line, uh, blab or crap, and then uh, we'll choose you at random. Hey, yo, and before we get out, can we just get, tell them about 8020 Oh, I was about up? to do that. Okay, perfect. So um, for those of you in New York City, pull up to our party. Yes. Uh, it's called, the party's called 8020, and it's happening on Thursday, March 30th at 10 p.m. And um, three of the four people sitting here right Mm-hmm. next to you guys are rocking uh the party uh we're doing dj set so i'm doing a dj set glam's doing a set perfection's doing a set and atlas negotiated a deal with the venue so you know we're all involved we're all involved of course atlas put this <laughs> thing together we're all involved nice. so yeah come through the music's gonna be amazing um we we like to have a good time it's very beat driven mm-hmm. um uh, it's got a great you know the venue is awesome so oh, come man. through pull up man it's called 8020 it's happening at club drum um but you need to rsvp so go to my website illmindproducer.com i-l-l-m-i-n-d producer.com Go to uh, go to the product page. You'll see it on the homepage and copy your RSVP ticket. It's happening March 30th, Thursday, 10 p.m. We hope to see you there. It's in New York City. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time. Uh, and listen, guys, make sure you follow us on social media at Blapchat. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's Blapchat. And then mm-hmm. check us out on Blapchat.com. Um, so, yeah, man, see you guys at 8020. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let's give ourselves one more round of applause. Yes. Seven thank, Thomas. Thank you to Seven Thomas for joining us today. Yeah, yeah. 
Shout out to all the rap hands out there. Mm-hmm. The real hip hop heads. Hip hop arms. Hip hop arms. Very you know sturdy. What I'm we're gonna we're gonna keep doing that now. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the thing. That's a new thing. Yeah. Might be the new thing. Let's yeah. do it. So appreciate you guys. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Hey. Later. Later. Bye. Peace.